Hey, Brazilian Dragon Squad. Have you ever wanted to start your own podcast, but you don't know where to look? Anchor is your solution. It's really easy to use, and it's also free, so it's the best of both worlds. You can record the podcast using Anchor's creation tools, or you can upload your audio when you have it all recorded elsewhere, and Anchor will do all the distribution for you. It's really easy, it's really simple, and best of all, it's free. Create your podcast today on anchor.fm. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Brazilian Dragon Podcast, here for another edition of Scooby Snacks and Chats. And I'm not alone. I'm here with my favorite cat lady, a.k.a. Kate Evans. Kate, how are you? I'm good, Felipe. How are you doing today? I'm good. Were you a little triggered by all those cats with your allergy, or did you want to pet all of them? No, I've been out of that house for about 24 hours now, and my allergies are, are still there. They're just still left over. Yeah. Well, we're not alone today. We are joined by extra special guest stars. And if you have children, you might want to tell them to skip this episode because it wouldn't be a podcast with these two without the expletive tag. Even though me and Kate put the expletive tag on most of our podcasts as well, because we go off. So when you get the four of us together, you know that uh, mature audiences might be necessary. Um, Who should I introduce first? I don't know. They're, they're a duo. You can't introduce one of them first. It's Sarah and Jess. <laughs> oh, look, I Sarah gets the first. Yeah, you first hear that? <laughs> <laughs> we can't even say it was alphabetical because it certainly was not. I see. I see. Uh, yes, we are here. This is Jess. We are from the Shit 90 Shows Taught Me podcast. Happy to be here. Yes. And if you don't listen to the Shit 90 show, first off, what are you doing with your life? Secondly, things you want to know uh they talk about boy meets world which drops every thursdays or is that dawson's Creek? correct there's thursdays and then dawson's creek drops every monday which they just started and they have a lot of mature content on that one (laughs) 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 my innocent ears yeah i think we just dropped a what was it the the teaser sneak peek for this week sarah what was yeah (laughs) uh yeah we so uh we got a ton of like oops uh, reactions to that like oh yeah Felipe your poor little innocent ears you uh you were surprised by that but yeah we call that shit 90 shows after dark in my mind anyway I mean that's my favorite content I mean we love Mike Bloom in this house anything full bloom completely yeah. enjoyable in my books it's not my fault that they talk about jerking off constantly on that show okay it's not my fault <laughs> We already said it was for adults, so I feel yes, like I'm no, yeah, fair game. Uh, I I do remember in your first episode, it was like all this euphemism with walking the dog, and then I was like, "Is that what I mean?" And then immediately you go there. I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> I was like, "I do again, want to point out, uh, out of a an hour and thirty podcasts, that was the clip that Jessica selected for our social it, media." I try to pick like the funniest little moments to display, or usually if we're getting into an argument, that's definitely going to be a clip. And that was just the one for this week. It was a funny moment in the show. So yeah, definitely expletives all over the place on our podcast. Um, But it's a, yeah, it's a good time. But they also do miscellaneous 90s content like this week. And they put out a goofy movie podcast with the great KFC. Um, Mm -hmm. And they've done 
Casper, Halloween Town, which Kate and I discussed back in June. And Kate, just a mild spoiler alert, they did not like it as much as we did. (laughs) (laughs) We didn't find that held up. I think it was the hardest thing for us was like the, just the costuming and everything was so just like not there for us. But what were you going to say, Kate? It was just so offensive that you guys didn't like it. You know, I mean, that movie was everything to me growing up. It's where I got my start in horror and I've been in love with the monsters and I think that they're so creative, but it's definitely very like early 2000s. The animatronics did not hold up. Yeah. Kate, I have a question for you then, because when I, when we rewatched it and we may have mentioned this on the podcast, I can't remember that like I had kind of conflated it with Halloween Town 2 because I remembered like everybody turning to like normal and being like grayed out. Do you think Halloween Town 2 is better than one? Oh, what did we say? What did did we say? say? I think we said, yeah, it's probably better as a whole. But like, I feel like with a lot of decoms, you're bound to get disappointed in something just Mm because they're not like what you remember because you're from a different perspective. Like, I thought that Lindsay Lohan movie, Get a Clue, was phenomenal as a kid. And spoiler alert, it's like fine. It's not the greatest thing ever. She's very privileged. And we talk about the classism Mm -hmm. in that movie. Um, on my podcast. Does it like break your heart going back and watching things that you watched as a child and they just like don't hold up? I imagine that's like for us, we're purposely choosing things that like like Boy Meets World we both loved and yeah. uh, you know Dawson's Creek I loved and I know it's like dramatic and ridiculous so it's funny to poke fun at that but I imagine yeah. going back and watching more stuff that you treasured uh, that the nostalgia would kick in and then it might be hard to, to critic- criticize a little bit. So definitely sometimes Uh, Camp Rock was a lot easier because it held up better than I expected. I was ready to like go in. So like if it's something that like ends up being better than you, your expectation going back into it, then it's a little heartwarming. But then if it's something, it's not disappointing, but like just loses a little bit of the luster and the rose colored Mm -hmm. glasses, which is kind of why I'm like anxious to rewatch One World. And I'll talk about this on my RHAP appearance this week, but uh, the one world was my first season so like i've never rewatched it and then didn't want to rewatch survivor one world because i'm like everyone says it's a bad season but it was my first season so mm-hmm. it's like yeah hard but anyways uh yeah so go listen to shit 90 show stop what you're doing right now go listen to them there and then come back to us <laughs> because they're more important than us um, no 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 not at all and plus it no. would take them a long time to get through our entire catalog before they had to come back here so true <laughs> true um but we dipped our toes into the horror uh realm a little bit with halloween town but this one is spooky we're talking about scooby-doo on zombie island the first of a new era now before i get our shit 90s perspective kate having watched a lot of the movies lately i just need you to like release whatever feelings you have right now i mean to just to be blatantly honest this was the first and only one i have genuinely liked so far i found the other ones to be quite painful to sit through i have a hard time sitting through and watching movies sometimes and those have just been so not there because I mean I grew up with Scooby-Doo and it's the whole thing about mystery and it's the whole gang and there's so many aspects to it and all of those other movies we watched didn't even have mysteries I mean they were just random stories it was only two of the five characters plus Scrappy which I don't really like him so it has just never had its, its, its charm that I grew up with and this was the first one we watched that just it was it was so good it just blew out of the park it's my favorite one so far it will be getting my highest rating of any of the movies so far, I was a big fan. 
Yes. Uh, our friends, Jess, what did you what did you think of this movie? Because you hadn't seen it before and Sarah had. So no, I I mean, I know I've watched a lot of Scooby-Doo as a kid. I don't remember watching a ton of the movies. Um, I know I've seen the live action one. But uh, yeah, so I, I don't think I've ever seen this one. I didn't remember any of it if, if I did. Um, and I liked certain aspects of it. I like, I imagine that this is just a product of watching it as an adult, that it's like a bit more obvious when they're trying to kind of dupe you. Um, and certain characters, in my opinion, didn't hold up as much as when I was a child. We'll get into that. Name I'm names. sure when we talk about do you want me to drop the names right now? Yes. I don't want to start off in a negative place, but Velma is like my one and true love. I love her to pieces, like love her to bits. Um, I love her little like sayings, like jinkies is the best. Um, she's obviously number one. And like something about Scooby and Shaggy just rubbed me such the wrong way this hot this episode, like or this movie. Like, I'm sorry, but like when something is spicy, drink milk, not water. <laughs> Like, okay. not that difficult, right? Like, <laughs> yes, I have in my notes the swamp water, really? <laughs> At that point, okay, that's a six. choice. Um, oh. so yeah, I mean, we'll get into that a little bit later. I really, I really enjoyed it though, it kept my attention. Um, which I agree with you, Kate. Like, I have a tough time with, with movies sometimes. I'm so used to watching shows now. Um, but yeah, I, I enjoyed it and I, I enjoyed it being that like all the gangs apart and now they're all coming back together. So I liked that aspect a lot. Yeah, Sarah, how about you? So I am a longtime Scooby-Doo fan. I definitely watched a ton of Where Are You and a handful of the movies, but um, this movie in particular, I definitely watched the most as well as the next movie that you're going to cover, which you'll probably plug later on. But um, so I remembered a lot of this movie, except for... (laughs) who did it uh, up until like, I mean, halfway through, I like was starting to figure something, some things out, but I, I always joke that my, I'm just like a, a TV garbage disposal. Like I watch so much <laughs> and then I forget it the next second, but I actually did remember a ton of elements of this movie and I fully think it holds up. I love it. Um, and I think that I'm just excited to talk about it because between the music and some of the some of the story elements I really liked. Um, I just want to say, like, of course, just likes Velma best because this is the woman that <laughs> likes freaking Miranda Hobbs of all of them and freaking Molly. Molly the is the best doll. American Girl doll. She's okay, whatever. But of course, you would like Velma the best. She's but, the cutest. She has the cutest glasses. She says mm-hmm. jinkies. Give me a break. Yeah. She's very cute. Okay. Daphne's like a bit of a basic B. I had a crush on Daphne. <laughs> well, no, you know, Will said to me, we I was we were just about to start recording and he comes in and he's like, Can I tell you who I know Felipe's favorite character is gonna be? And I was like, who hey, and he's like, Daphne. <laughs> Spoiler alert though, she is not getting my MVP point. Uh, that is going to someone else who I know Jez spoiler alert, full spoilers right now. Scooby-Doo is getting my MVP point because oh. he had me howling at multiple moments in this movie from laughter. <laughs> like I, some of his lines did not work, but some of the physical comedy with Scooby-Doo just mm. hit me today. Um, mm. But yeah, no, I think this movie really holds up. And I, I know that Kate and I have been victims of putting, that's the wrong word. I don't want to use the word victim, but we've, we've put ourselves into trouble when we rated something highly because we're just coming off a long streak of bad movies. Like, 
just look at our bonus mm-hmm. nutcracker episode where we like i was like put it that at a four and then in hindsight i'm like that's more like a three maybe even a 2.5 and we've had this debate on the podcast but um this one was incredible like just in terms of the first few moments when we first see the characters the animation and the sound design with like the cartoon like scooby running sounds that are classic they just immediately are steps above from what we just came from some of or in kate's opinion the lowest low that we've hit so far in arabian nights um but yeah so i am gonna pull up the little google drive because i forgot to do that before the movie started but any final thoughts on like your previous past experiences with scooby-doo before we get started I would say that my ranking would probably be different just because I'm not going into it with the mindset of like coming off of a bad place with Scooby. Um, Cause I feel like this is kind of the Scooby-Doo I remember with, with yeah. like minus there's no Scrappy-Doo, which I'm, I'm kind of glad. I remember thinking he was hilarious as a kid, but I have a feeling that if I, if I watched something with him in it now, he would drive me insane. Um, so I'm kind of happy he was not in this, uh, this particular movie. <laughs> I guess my ultimate question is, does anybody like Scrappy do? That's a debate we've had constantly on the podcast, um, especially because Kate's, one of Kate's earliest experiences was the live action. So Kate, you can explain your viewpoint, I guess, better than I can. Yeah, I I don't actually think I ever watched any of the Scooby-Doo movies growing up. Um, besides the live action ones, I definitely saw those and maybe one or two of the other ones. I was way more into the series. So I did not ever even know about Scrappy until I first watched that live action where they go to the amusement park one. Um, and he was the villain and he couldn't have been more annoying in that movie. And I've never liked him since. I definitely will say he's better in the series than that movie makes him out to be. I'll give him that credit. But overall, I cannot stand him. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, Scrappy's best appearance for me was in the Boo Brothers when he was actually useful and then everything else he was kind of annoying. I don't mm-hmm. remember why I gave him a point in another movie like as my MVP, but I did and I have to live with that with myself. But <laughs> that was one of the bad ones where it was just between him, Scooby and Shaggy and the, Yeah, the, no other choice. He yeah. just feels like that little blonde cousin from the Brady Bunch that nobody Oliver. likes. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Like, why are you here again? <laughs> I did not invite you to my show. Excuse me. Very much so. Um, so yeah, so I kind of, I was going to have this later in the episode, but I wanted to actually start with the songs because it opens up with a song, uh, Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? Which is the, one of the classic theme songs between that and What's the Scooby-Doo. Um, this version was sung by Third Eye Blind. And then the other two songs in the movie were sung by Sky Cycle, which I thought were pretty big gets for like a Scooby-Doo movie, especially yeah. at the time. Yeah. I mean, Third Eye Blind was pretty popular when I was in high school because I'm nearly ancient, but <laughs> So that is a very recognizable name and the uh, it's terror time again. That is the boppiest bop that ever bopped. I mean, I just came off of watching goofy movies, so it's been a lot of like eye to eye, but um, this has been taken over in songs stuck in my head that I can't get out for the last like 48 hours. You've been having some bangers in your Spotify playlist. This oh week. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. So it, it's terror time again, I think is even though I did have this spooky Halloween playlist and I did have that Scooby-Doo by Third Eye Blind in my Halloween playlist that I used to play in October. Um, 
I still think it's terror time again is like still the boppy or bop out of the whole bunch. Yeah. And I will also add the ghost is here is a pretty big bop too. Like it's not, it's, it's packaged at a weird spot in the movie. It's when they're driving and like doing like Daphne filmed uh, capers uh, like about 20 minutes into the movie, but it's also a pretty underrated bop, but I agree. It's terror time goes hard. Yeah, you got that electric guitar. You got some riffs. It's uh, definitely a journey that you exactly. go on. Jess or Kate, any opinions on this? I was a big fan of every song that came on. I think they had three in total. Yeah. Um, and every single one just was a bop. Every single one was so good. I was so excited every single time. I was a big fan of all the songs. Yeah, I think the Scooby-Doo, Where Are You is always going to be, it's just like a classic song for me. Like it's very nostalgic for me in terms of like childhood memories, childhood TV show theme songs. That one definitely stands out because it's just, it's so recognizable. It's so iconic. Felipe, like you mentioned, like Scooby-Doo attempting to run away and like his legs just kind of like going in place and spinning around like that, that noise. I can hear it. You know what I mean? Um, Exactly. So that one for me, I think was the most iconic, but those are like big names. Like Third Eye Blind to be in a Scooby-Doo movie is pretty crazy. Yeah. I mean, we're not talking about the cast yet, but did you look at the cast list? There's a big oh, fucking name yeah. in there. Yeah. Wild. I did not recognize him, like his voice. Should in I the- just tell Kate? Cause yeah. she looks lost. Kate, yeah. Mark Hamill is in this movie. AKA Luke Skywalker. Kate doesn't care about Star Wars. No. <laughs> but do you know who Mark Hamill I mean, is? Yeah, she still knows like Luke Skywalker, who that is though. No. Yeah, isn't he the cousin of the girl with the, with the sister? Braids. Yeah, he's yeah, he's he's the Jedi. Yeah, yeah he's the main yeah. character in Star Wars. Yeah. Um, no. Crazy snake bite Scruggs. Who, who he- I did not like, but then now I want to rewatch and just listen to his voice and be like, oh my god, I I, I was shook when I saw that. The mm-hmm. cast list is pretty impressive too but we can get into that later kate before we go any further i need to ask who's your little friend there on your shoulder i just bought this and i can't stop playing with it um it's so calming it's the little octopus that's angry on one side and then happy on the other but mine is actually angry on one side and then he's furious on the other <laughs> <laughs> Adorable. does he have a name uh lucy lucy okay lucy. it's just a lot of fun it's really calming to just actually like move it back and forth but also my friend has one and she showed me this trick if you put your hand in it kind of like this like if you hold it and if you like when you're laying down you can put your head against it and it's so comfortable <laughs> I would recommend she was like $13 shipped best purchase I ever did best okay yeah. <laughs> we go on tangents here I had to ask her um I love her yes uh we stand a queen um but how do we want to do this? Do we want to go in order? Do we want to do like a full recap? Because my notes are long. Or do we just want to hop around different topics? Up to you. I don't, however you guys normally know. do things. We I, usually took, do I didn't it. take extensive notes, but yeah. I took some notes. We usually go in order for the movie, but I feel like that's sometimes boring. But listen, I don't know. We'll try it out with more guests. I, I'm still learning as a podcaster in the craft. Yeah, let's go forward. Yeah. So basically, we start off the mystery machine solves the case of the moat monster. Um, and... I wrote in my notes that come on theme song and also the animation and the sound design are already miles ahead, streets ahead, if you will. <laughs> um, Kate gets that reference, right? 
No. Kate, you, Kate, you watch Community, right? No. No? I thought you watched Community. <laughs> Not me. No? Okay. I think you would like Community. Nope. I think I would like it. My friend showed me one episode. Like, it, it seemed really good. I just... I just what episode? Watched. The pilot? Mm. The horror you movie one with the zombies? Mm, I don't know. It was an episode, like, at least four years ago. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's on Netflix, Kate. I think you would like it. Probably. I have to finish. I have a couple of shows in my queue to finish, and then I will. Okay. Sounds good. I'm trying to convince Kate to watch WandaVision, but she doesn't like superhero stuff. It's, well, like, well, well, the the preview you showed me honestly looked pretty good. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. Yeah. It actually looked pretty good. Okay. We might Netflix party that sometime, me and Kate. We still haven't decided, though. Um, anyway, so t- then we move over, and Daphne's doing a talk show promoting season two of Coast to Coast with Daphne Blake, and while she's talking with the host she's like i do miss my friends and fred's like light bulb moment um and i think that's actually pretty good in terms of where we're coming from in the scooby-doo movie franchise i don't think this was designed with that in mind but fred getting the gang back together and like them reminiscing about old times like we can like kind of just imagine that it's canonically okay scooby and shaggy went off to do their own thing for a few years and now they're coming back Mm -hmm. so do like at this point have they set up that like daphne and fred are like an item or is that not like solid yet okay so maybe in the tv shows but in terms of the movies we watched they were in two minutes of one entire movie and have not shown up since what (laughs) and we've done five podcasts on the series because the rest are scooby and scrappy and shaggy so this relationship is quite a conundrum um, at, at shit 90 shows taught me, we, we, uh, especially like the relationship aspects. So, um, this is, this is the thing they clearly like do it all <laughs> oh, the they, time. They definitely do all it. the time. They hook up all the time, all the time, but they don't put a label on it because they both don't want to be like an item. They're both afraid of commitment. So they like go like one looks at Lena, one looks at Bo, but then these psychos get jealous of one another. It's Thank toxic. You. It's so toxic. toxic. They sh- First of all, they shouldn't be together. Second of all, Fred what? is such a toxic Why? masculine person. Like Fred, get over yourself. Like, what? no, we're done with Fred. And what are you talking about? <laughs> Fred is like so jealous and meanwhile, she's jealous he's, too. He's making eyes at Lena this she's entire time. Too with Bo, what no, are you talking about? She wasn't that bad with Bo. He just can't handle that she is like a strong woman. No, I am fully on Daphne's team here. They both shouldn't be together at all, but he just can't handle that she's a strong woman. I do not see any chemistry between her and Bo as much as I did between he, him and Lena. And let's be real, Fred, you have shitty taste because Lena was any bad. Sense. Lena was a bad B. <laughs> Okay, what? So, you're saying Fred is bad because he has good chemistry with Lena, and he gets jealous. This Fred is no, toxic. Your whole line of explanation makes no sense. That would make okay if you're like, oh, like Fred's toxic because he got jealous with Daphne and Bo. Then I would be like, okay, yeah. You're like. Lena and Fred have good chemistry and friends no, an asshole. I'm what saying are you talking like, about? I'm saying like Daphne like barely paid any attention to Bo. Meanwhile, Fred is like way too close to Lena. And like, then they're both jealous of each other, which just proves the toxicity 
of this relationship. Like there are people who like have good sexual chemistry, but yeah. like do not work romantically is my mm-hmm. opinion. Felipe, where would you like to weigh in on this relationship? I have thoughts, but I want to first go to Kate because I saw her nodding along with Jess. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to agree. I also think that this is the best time to bring up one of my favorite lines from Daphne in the movie. Daphne is my favorite. Velma's a very close second though, overall, always. But it was early, it was early on when we first meet Lena and Fred was eating some dessert and he got it all over his face. A and beignet. She goes, yes. And mm-hmm. she goes, wipe your upper lip, Romeo. <laughs> and I thought Sassy. that was so <laughs> iconic. Mm-hmm. And it just proved that she was the bigger person overall. Is this like, do these character traits uh do they seem consistent across different movies because as a child I remember Daphne not being my favorite whatsoever like she seemed a little bit like uppity and like a little pretentious but now I see her more as like she's bad b like she runs her own show like she's got it yeah um oh go ahead I was gonna say I agree growing up I really wasn't the biggest fan of Daphne she definitely seemed uppity exactly as you said I didn't dislike her it's always been Fred who's the worst one by far Mm -hmm. I definitely agree but growing up looking back she's so much better um I don't think we can fully decide if the character traits hold up quite yet just because this is really the first time we're actually seeing them in an entire movie Mm -hmm. but but Felipe and I did watch where are you we watched about 10 episodes of that over the summer yeah yeah over the the summer we watched about 10 episodes um so it's been a little bit a little while since I saw it but I think there was slight differences between the characters more specifically Daphne she was a bit if I'm remembering right a little bit you know like like pretentious type of thing yeah she was a little bit more pretentious in this like a little bit so but I'll have to rewatch it to make a better judgment. What I remember from the movies growing up is that since a lot of Scooby-Doo was like travel hopping, they like go all over the place. Daphne, I feel like I remember Daphne always like having a story that I came here to Paris one time. And that's something I remember. But I'm interested to see if like she started out strong and then like kind of just like became mm-hmm. more one note, like the Brita of it all. To yeah. make the community reference. I could see that being the case where she's like starts off like a very strong woman, like strong willed, and then they yeah. kind of ruin her by making her a bit too pretentious, too cold. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of my takes, I do kind of meet not to like straddle the line, but I meet in the middle between Jess and Sarah. Like Fred definitely gave Lena more eyes than Daphne gave Bo. And Daphne did call Fred out less than Fred called Daphne out on it. But at the same time, they like, like, so no, Fred definitely like was more jealous. He was more, but like, so Daphne, Daphne was looking at Bo, but it was more subtle compared to Fred. But at the same time, like they should not be together. But as long as they're two consenting adults having Mm -hmm. fun. Also, can we just say like, I stan Detective Bo and like Velma together? Like what? That was something I remembered. And I was like, when does this start? I was waiting for the whole movie. Um, and I, I was like, when does it start? Because I remember them like being together. Mm-hmm. And that was like a ship that. Yeah, I loved it. Loved. Also, it's like unconventional for like the time. I feel like that's something that we see more modern. Well, it happened modern. so late in the movie. Like it was yeah. like right at the end. Yeah. Especially because she was like, I'm on to you. And then she's like, I like to touch She's going to be on uh, to this him. story. Oh, Jessica. <laughs> <laughs> you, we love to see it. We ship it. Mm. Um yeah Daphne Daphne's gonna be asking her all the details after oh yeah 
Um, but anyway, so we f- catch up with where Daphne and Fred are, and Fred's making some phone calls. Da- uh, Velma runs her own library, and Scooby and Shaggy are working at TSA. They're contraband inspectors at the airport, and they walk into the storage room with all their food. They're like, I love this job. And then the next time we see them, they're fed, and the guy, the airport guard, who was also played by Mark Hamill, uh, comes in and says what are you doing and then shaggy's like do you want some gorgonzola and he's like you're a bunch of gorgonzolas and i like that line but he they get fired um and i just want to say here that scooby and shaggy crying over unemployment is a big mood right now (laughs) i mean do they deserve to get fired like how i mean maybe are they not supposed to eat any of the food do they eat too much of the food they eat all of it but what's the like it was the problem like fridge like a, a stock fridge at a restaurant maybe it needs to be like inspected or like logged or something yeah I think also if they're sorry go ahead it's evidence um a mm-hmm. lot of the food and like little letters said evidence so i think it was because mm. they, they broke that problem mm-hmm. yeah. also how long were they in there just eating right they're not working if they're eating so that's true it just stinks when you have your dream job and you lose it <laughs> i i i wanted more for them yeah. More food, more gorgonzola, really. I mean, in, uh, in the last movie we discussed, they flew to um, a different country to be taste testers for the Caliph, right, Kate? And then yeah, they, were, they were royal taste testers. And then they ate all the food and said, "Well, all that food was good." And he was like, "Um, that you were supposed to test for poison." Oh my god, that was a very racist movie, though. We don't want to yeah. talk about it anymore. Yeah, that was just the best part of the movie. Yeah. Um, but anyways, Fred picks Daphne up and the gang surprises her for her birthday, which was a very shoved in plot line that it was her birthday that one time. But <laughs> No one gave her presents or a cake. Yeah. If you just showed up with a surprise, I want something else. Give me presents. I'm a Leo. I love attention. Yes. <laughs> uh, what do you, what sign do you think Daphne is then? Hmm. She has to be, she has to be, she likes, she likes the attention too. She's the boss bitch. Maybe she's like a Sagittarius. Yeah. She's not as fiery though. She's like more subtle fire. Like she's not like OTT fire. She a Taurus? No, no. Taurus like food and stuff. Honestly. That's Shaggy and Scooby. Shaggy could be, it could be a Taurus. Um, yeah. I don't, maybe she might be a water sign. Is Fred a cancer? Or air sign. <laughs> Fred is. Uh, no, crap. no. Coming from a cancer? No. <laughs> <laughs> Fred is insecure. Yeah. Velma is a queen. That's what she is. I don't know. She's probably she a Virgo. Virgo. Yeah. Okay. She gives me Virgo vibes. But yeah. and I I just need to point this out before they go to Louisiana. Kate, we got our first ever introduction to Scooby Snacks. Finally. It only took six movies. <laughs> There's this the first Scooby Snacks in the other movie? Also, nope. I have a question about Scooby Snacks. Are they like both for dogs and humans or like, are they dog treats and Shaggy just enjoys them? I think they're dog treats that Shaggy yeah. likes. Yeah, very that. <laughs> Let's put another column, another check in the column of con for Shaggy. <laughs> Kate's crush was Shaggy. Don't attack her. Well, excuse me. We need to be extremely clear. It's Matthew Lillard Shaggy. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I'm there. I do want to say that I think me watching so much Scooby-Doo as a child ruined my vocabulary and that's the reason why i say like so much because of shaggy um so i feel like he ruined me 
every sentence he starts with like like it's different than where we are mid-sentence likers you know he's a yeah. straight out the gate liker because where else would i get it i mean like clueless <laughs> sorry i was gonna say Clu- I mean, yeah like- clueless and shaggy and that's who shaped me mm-hmm. i suppose i mean speaking of shaggy and clueless uh matthew lillard and paul Simon, paul rudd i almost said paul simon rudd <laughs> paul rudd <laughs> We're classmates uh, at the University of Kansas, I found out recently, because I was um, stalking Paul Rudd when I saw Mm. that he dated Jennifer Aniston at one point, because I did not know that. I think they have some good Greek life at University of Kansas, so I've heard. Ooh, maybe. Was Paul Rudd a frat boy? I can see that. Class clown, yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Um, Well, speaking of class clowns, we see a lot of clownery um, when they solve mysteries. when the that, that was not a good transition, but they you should have just kept going good. with it. That was, it was good. good. No, I, <laughs> me stopping <laughs> was the real clownery. Yeah, yeah, there yeah. you go, nailed <laughs> um, it. But the bop plays, and I just wanted to mention that it was a bop. Um, mm-hmm. What was it called again? Uh, not eye to eye, because I, I oh, uh, the ghost <laughs> is here. I have eye to eye later in my notes because I want to talk about the songs in the Goofy mm-hmm. movie at a different point. Um, where the ghost is. Um, and Daphne's like, I want a real haunted house. And at this point, I think they're in NOLA, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, have mm-hmm. any of you been to NOLA? I personally have not, but I really I would go. love to go. I would love um, to go I also. But they had like such great touches. Like, I mean, again, I have not gone, but like the beignets, like, like they had all like the, the food market, the food market, all the food was very, very New Orleans. Like yeah. they did a great job with the setting itself. Agreed. Um, the closest I've been to New Orleans is when I went to Disney World. We stayed at the New Orleans Riverside Hotel <laughs> um, and watching Princess and the Frog and the Amazing Race. But uh, that's the closest I've been. Kate, have you ever been? I actually have not been. It is so high up on my list of places to go, though. I yeah. want to go so bad. Yeah. That might I be would... the first place I want to visit after the pandemic. Yeah. I would love to go on like the full coven tour from a American, American horror, horror story. story yeah and I, I would get my hat and I would get my black dress and I would just like trot around and that's all I need to do <laughs> we love to see it um yeah Kate would also do like some yes. tours of that she's a big American horror story Absolutely. person yeah I miss that I hope it comes back I mean I, I heard rumors that they're filming on Cape Cod soon <gasps> oh, oh. Like, cause I'm, I don't know if that's just me being in Boston. Wait, Kate, how far are you from upstate New York? Quick uh, tangent. Well, I'm upstate New York, like Albany. Albany, yeah. Uh, You're in Norwalk. Five hours. Oh, I thought that was closer for whatever reason. Never mind. Wait, maybe it's closer. Wait, maybe is Norwalk near like Buffalo? No. Norwalk, Where is it? Connecticut. Like, oh, Connecticut, Connecticut. Okay, I thought she said New York. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm like, I'm a few hours from okay. Connecticut. Well, I was okay. wrong. Albany's only two and a half hours. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm probably a couple hours. Yeah, so yeah. far. No, because I remember when I was in Norwalk for a production shoot, they made us drive down to New York City. And I was like, that was surprisingly short distance. So I'm like, y'all are probably close. All of those states are really close together. Yeah, I'm yeah. like 45 minutes from Vermont. Like everything is really close. Except for Massachusetts. Y'all are far from No, I'm an hour Boston. from Mass. You're from, oh, Boston. You're far from, yeah. Yeah. The fun part of Massachusetts, not the mm. witchy part. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they go to New Orleans and Lena overhears that they want to see some spooky shit. And she's like, okay, you can come to Miss Lenoir's mansion on Moonscar Island. And mm-hmm. then she realizes they have a dog. And uh, Scooby's like, uh, Shaggy's like, Scooby's good with cats. 
And I feel like we have, this is a movie that we needed to have Jess and Sarah on for because they would tell us that cats are bad from the start. <laughs> they are. Uh, well, I, I would say the cat situation was a real problem throughout the movie. Um, cats ran rapid. Um, so I, I did go to Israel once and it was kind of like when I went to Israel, they have cats in Israel. Like we have squirrels. There's just like cats everywhere and they're all friendly, but it, it really reminded me of that. But the cat situation was very, was very alarming because it really, I think brought Scooby down to a place of no return. Yeah. He could not redeem himself because he couldn't not focus on the cats does scooby not realize he's a dog it's like anytime they mentioned he's a dog he's like what Which dog huh like Rog? Where? yeah that i was confused about and also the fact that they're like oh scooby can't sit at the dinner table like fine he is a dog like make then me why are there your cats in the kitchen in the yeah. basement or wherever not only that like mm-hmm. the, the cat jumps on her lap as she's eating dinner like that's yeah. okay lady like yeah. that's when you know like she's bad yeah <laughs> Okay, but the cat, the cat, it's her cat, so she can have her cat. But at the dinner at the dinner table, and I think it was a Persian. And the only cats that I make um, exceptions for are Persians. So that's that. Like that is like the fanciest fuck. That's like the bougiest of all the cats, Sarah. I really want one. Let me live my life. They're the ones with the smushed in faces, aren't they? They are. (laughs) Why do you get brachiocephalic animals? Because they look like humans. Uh, Really? (laughs) (laughs) You're telling me I look like I have a smushed in face. No. Yeah. They look like Mila Kunis. (laughs) Oh, God. That is an insult to Mila Kunis, who is beautiful. And so are Persian cats and so are Shih Tzus. Well, Shih Tzus are cuter than Persian cats, but anyway. Love One of my favorite life. Friends episodes, which uh, is the one where she gets the cat, the naked cat. That one, yeah, it's a hairless cat. Hairless cats yes. are disgusting looking. I forget what the, the name is, but she's like, she's like, it keeps saying my name, Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> Kate, are you a friends person? Yes. Yes. Okay. We love friends here. But yeah. Why you? you, No, you're in good company here. I love friends. Yes. It's okay Um, to like friends. We went to the Central Perk. Um, we did the WB tour. Mm. um, Wow. And because the school paid for it. (laughs) That's awesome. When we were in LA. Uh, Kate, were you in my tour group? No, we were not. But I remember texting Jess when I was on it because I went to the Harry Potter Mm -hmm. wing and I was like, Yeah, that was really cool. Yeah. I was like, Jess and Will would like this. And mm-hmm. then I think they still would like it, but as long as we didn't provide profits for that person. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, so we get to Moonscar Island and they catch a ferry ride with Jacques and Scooby and Shaggy get chased by the crocodiles when they fall in the water and they meet Snakebite, Scruggs, and Mojo, the boar. Um, and they learn a little bit about the pirate history um, uh, on the island. Um, and they also meet Simone Lenoir after Scooby and her cats get in a dust up and they meet Bo. And this was one of my favorite parts of the movie when Scooby's chasing the cats, he knocks over Bo and then he turns back. He's like, scratches his head a little bit to clean out the dust. And I did like laugh at that part. Um, anything we need to catch up here? Or should we just keep chugging along the plot? Um, automatically was transfixed by Bo. Um, <laughs> Bo's my boo, to be honest with you. Um, and aside from that, I just think that 
The only thing that I don't like about this gang is that they continuously break stuff. Like they're breaking their porch and that's very disrespectful. And in the beginning of the movie, when they were solving the mystery of like the swamp monster thing. Yeah. um, They just broke a lot of stuff. Like Mm -hmm. any of their clients have an issue with this. Well, they better hope they have insurance because yeah. like they're getting claims up the wazoo for their like general liability policy for all the shit that they break among like on their adventures. Like it is kind of ridiculous. And I know like Bo is kind of like crotchety and kind of like grouchy, but like, like I'd that. be grouchy too. If like, I just started this job I'm trying to plant all these plants and in comes this dog, like chasing all these cats, making a big mess. I I just start this job. I have to redo all this work. It was Bo has like BDE and I appreciated it. I loved Bo from the moment things started. Like he was not happy and I was here for it. He didn't have a beard though. He didn't have a beard. That's he just gets minus points for the no beard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think Shaggy's the only one with a beard in this movie. (laughs) That's just those like whiskers. (laughs) That's not a beard. That is not a beard. That was so good. Yeah. um, (laughs) No, I had some. So this brings a lot of questions that I hadn't really considered. What is their income? Like Daphne and Fred are producers on the show and Daphne's the host. But like when they're just solving mysteries, what is their income? And do they have insurance? And are they adulting? Like, and yeah, workers comp. Are they what unionized? Are, do people just pay them to come and like inspe- inspect things? Is that how it works? Or do they just show up unannounced? Because like, in this one, they showed yeah. up unannounced. You'd think they'd get paid to solve the mysteries. But I think that in this case, it would be like, they're going to make money off of whatever Daphne produces. I'd assume they'd get a cut. True. Besides yeah. like Scooby who owes them money for breaking so many fucking things. Yeah. And Scooby's money probably goes to Shaggy. Anyways. I think a lot of the times they are paid by somebody to come in and solve the mystery. I think that that's super common in the series. I think this one just was, yeah, that they were yeah. getting money off. They probably also get a lot of weed with that money. <laughs> mm-hmm. Especially yeah. Shaggy. Yeah. But all but they talked about was the entire movie. The entire movie. Hardcore case of the munchies. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, well, speaking of food, they go eat the gumbo and they com- often will try these pepper concepts. Do you people like spicy food? Because this yeah. seems so unimaginable to me to want to burn your tongue off. I like spicy food. Mm-mm. I am a big wuss with spices. I generally can't even Same. handle, like I wouldn't be able to eat like a piece of jalapeno just generally. Oh my God, the jalapeno thing is so annoying. I it's the- not my fault. Is my taste buds will fry off. I don't like You're regular peppers. So like, wait, Felipe, oh, how do you not like? I'm a the whitest food. Latino. <laughs> yeah, are you okay? Will you eat bell peppers? I'm confused. I'm not like I'll eat it if it's in something, but I don't like those. Like, what are they? The roasted peppers, the stuffed oh, peppers. Oh, roasted I don't like red, that. roasted red peppers. Yeah, I don't, I'm not no, a big fan. Like, I'll I'll get like mild Italian, spice, though. but like even the mild spice. No, the mild spice at Chipotle. No, that's that's fine. I'm fine with that. Um, but. The, uh, mild spicy food sometimes at mm. certain restaurants can like be like give me a glass of milk i can handle a little bit of spice but like i'm not biting into a spicy pepper no and it doesn't yeah. make any sense to me like grab a glass of freaking milk dude like water is not gonna do shit for you and it's like i want to see what their heartburn is like after all of this because they eat so many spicy things <laughs> they yeah. definitely take uh some tums before and after <laughs> Yeah, they, they, they're applying to be on Hot Ones, which as a channel, like, 
are probably it's probably fun to watch but i don't get the point of wanting to be on hot ones <laughs> no. No. i don't know about you but when i eat wings or chicken nuggets or veggie nuggets or whatever i eat i get honey mustard sauce because that's my go-to anything so mm. spicy yeah. chicken and, nugget i think is more like barbecue or ooh, barbecue honey. is good honey is good too with ooh. chicken chicken nuggets okay for your veggie nuggets what do you get when you eat veggie nuggets i like sriracha ketchup <laughs> Ooh, yeah okay sriracha is a little bit too spicy for me yeah. but maybe if i put it with ketchup i'd be able to handle it and you have a glass of milk on the side no yes no no <laughs> just sriracha ketchup my other go-to which i haven't had in quite a while and sorry if this sounds gross, but ranch and barbecue mixed together. Oh, okay. no, I, that sounds no, good. I've had, I've had that before. It's yeah, good. I've had like a ranch yeah. Southwestern mixture. So yeah. I think that would be good. Yeah. Kate, at Warren Towers, uh, when they had stuff like things to dip on, I, I sometimes, especially in the morning, if they had like home fries, I would like do a little bit of barbecue and a little bit of mayonnaise and mix it together, which sounds disgusting. Yeah. I know, I, I know. I don't it sounds any different than like ketchup and mayo which a lot of people like so yeah my opinion on condiments is like you do you like whatever you like thank you thank you welcome no judgment (laughs) no judgment here we'll judge everything that scooby and shaggy do though yes that's fair very fair um so they eat the gumbo uh and daphne starts recording after the ghost tells them to get out and the first scream was for the hotness. The second scream was for the get out. And then Daphne starts recording. And while she records, the ghost writes, beware and lifts Velma up, uh, which caused them to go lean, learn about Morgan, Morgan Moonscar. And Fred thinks it's a person seeking the buried pirate treasure. And just going to ask, when Velma's lifted up, that has to be Jacques, right? Yeah, it has to okay. be. Because the otherwise... other two were there. But then who wrote, so the ghost wrote the, the letter, Yeah, right? we never got the an word. answer to that. Oh. The ghosts are trying to, like, warn right. them that yeah, okay. the, other, the other people are evil. You know what would be True. helpful? If the ghost spent a little bit more time and said, get out if you can, because these, these bitches, bitches are, are evil. evil. Yes. Same thing. A, I little, same thing. a little more explanation, and this could have gotten wrapped up in a tight 15. Yeah. If they wrote it a little bit smaller, then like they could have fit all of that. Yeah. But instead, yeah, they're just yeah, like, yeah. get the fuck out of here. No, but I then mean, the cat it. ladies would steal Velma's glasses. Oh, and yeah, yeah, they, yeah, would, yeah. they would find some other yeah. way. Then but they would you, like expose themselves. <laughs> have you ever wrote with machete, though? It might be hard to control your font it's size. True. It's fair. Ghost machete, though. <laughs> Ghost machete. Ghost, Ghost machete. Um, yeah, I did like that they put the pirate stuff in the backstory because I feel like they like were leading up to like there was a motive. And although we'll definitely touch on Scooby-Doo and how this is like infuses both magical and mystery, which a, a lot of the Scooby-Doo's that I remember are just the mystery elements and they use like mm-hmm. gadgets to pull him off. Well, usually um, there's always like a mask reveal, like oh, yeah. this person was wearing a mask and it was so and so. Yeah. I mean, even in the in one of the mashup ones, it was like the the ghost popped up and then they found it was a camera behind a mirror or something. Mm-hmm. Um, do mirrors do that? <laughs> Little WandaVision reference. Uh, but they, what was I saying? Something. Oh, uh, yeah. So there was magical there. stuff happening mm-hmm. um, that I feel like is interesting that they were... Someone talk while I try to gather my thoughts because I'm, I'm all <laughs> yeah. over the place. So it took me like a while to realize that um, like these weren't tricks by of like by the people, like for whatever reason, like halfway through, I'm like, wait a minute. I think that this stuff is actually happening. 
I felt the same way. Like it was, it was weird. I'm like, how are they lifting her up without the strings? Cause like, even they even say it in the movie, like, oh, it's not strings this time, you know, not (laughs) wires. Uh And especially when they get to the part with the zombie and they're trying to rip off his head and then it comes off. And I was like, this is a lot. (laughs) Children's movie. (laughs) They pop, they yeeted that head off that man. Um, I remember what I was trying to say. I like that they put the pirate backstory to try to throw in like, oh, the motive for like the bad guy. Cause that's what oh, Kate yeah. and I like to look at. It's like, we try to determine who it is based on the motive. What's the motive for the bad guy? At least that's okay. what trip me, tri- that trips me up a lot. Cause then I'm like, but this person mm-hmm. doesn't have a motive. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like how they use the pirate ship to build the house. I thought that was interesting. That was very cool. Yeah. Although I don't know that I would just be scraping someone's kitchen wall off. That, that was bold. Velma has. Yeah, I would be so annoyed if they scraped off my wallpaper Listen, or chipped yeah. off my paint. Velma's actually. a boss bitch. She doesn't ask for permission. She asks for forgiveness. She just went well, in. And... It was already pretty chipped off with the writing in it, so she was yeah. already going to have to replace it. So I think Velma just said, "Fuck it." Yeah. Oh, okay. I guess. But, but then that that was what put Simone over the edge. It wasn't the ghost. It was Velma. <laughs> um, and the, so Scooby chases the cats. I don't even remember. Oh, yeah. He sees the cats in the kitchen and Shaggy chases Scooby and they fall in a hole, um, which had what Kate, one of Kate's lines that she wrote down uh, when Mojo chases them into the hole. And it's like, we just got pushed into the hole by one third of a BLT. Yeah, that made me laugh. It was kind of a bad line, but that's why I was laughing. Mm -hmm. No, it was cheesy. Kate loves a good dad joke. She would love Alan Matthews. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, And they end up pulling themselves out when they see a zombie pirate. They knock over Bo. um, And Simone just is like, stay the night. And then Lena shows everyone their rooms. And I just want to point out the score. Like when Lena shows Fred rooms and like the the romantic little violins come in and then when she shows Daphne's room and like it's beautiful still and they see the sunset but like it's a little more fainted and it's not as romantic and I just think the score composer did a really great job in this movie and it's a kids movie mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like that they all got their own rooms but yeah I mean I it is that- it is a racist plantation we should we didn't talk well, about that oh yeah okay so yeah as soon as i heard that it was a pepper plantation then i start i i realized oh yes this is louisiana of of, of course there's a plantation so um problematic of course yeah those yeah. zombies were very confederate and i did not like those racist zombies Mm-mm. and uh yeah it was like Lena was like, oh, you guys should, you guys should stay to the night. And also, isn't, is this not the part where they're like, Bo, you're on my list. Like, I got my eyes on you, bitch. Because, like, he shows up after the, after uh, Scooby and yeah. Shaggy are in the pit. So they're like, they're, and, and this is the point where I'm like, okay, so it's not Bo. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. They're like, you're a suspect. I'm like, okay, so he's clean. Um, <laughs> and at this point, too, I'm like, okay, so Daphne and Fred, their bedrooms are next to each other. So you know there's going to be a little boop, boop, boop action tonight. Uh, no, but know. you don't know if Fred goes to Daphne or to Lena. I think Fred tries to go to Lena. Because he's toxic. <laughs> but then Daphne, no in, in, in response, goes to Bo. But Velma's no, already there. I think that, I think Both that, yeah, Bo is, Bo is a detective. He, his mind is on the case, mm-hmm. I think. I just don't understand why he's toxic if there's no labels on it. 
Whatever. just think we don't he, have to get into this again. I just no, he's he's a fuck boy. Like we all know that's what Fred is. <laughs> okay. That's what he tries to be. He's very unappealing. Ascots. He Come doesn't get it. Like that's the thing. Like he might try, yeah. but he's not getting it from anybody else. That's fair. Fred probably just walks the dog a lot. Mm. <laughs> yes. He's walking that dog, and we're not talking about Scooby. Oh, oh no! I forgot that Scooby was a dog. <laughs> Don't bring Scooby into Scooby this. He forgot that he was a dog too. Scooby's so <laughs> yeah. Oh my um, gosh. Uh, yes. What were we talking about? So oh, the now room. they're in the rooms. They're in there. Yeah, rooms. Shaggy yeah. has uh, ten of the same freaking T-shirt in his suitcase. I'm gonna get dressed tonight, and then he has to shave also the the whisker. <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, Kate, you loved the uh, his uh, beard trimmings. I thought it was so funny when he was like, "I have to get dressed," and so excited, and then he puts the same outfit on. And he goes, "I need to trim my beard," and he just like trimmed it. But I thought it was funny because that's like me. I'm like, I'm gonna get dressed up today, but I just put on the same type of outfit that I had on the day before, so it's nothing. <laughs> I think Jess and Sarah are familiar, unfamiliar with the fact that Shaggy had a girlfriend in one of these movies, and mm-hmm. she was like a, out of his league. What? What kind? Wait, Shaggy had a girlfriend? Yeah, her yeah. name was Gooky. G O O K I E. I've huh. never met a Gookie. Gookie. She started off on the wrong foot with me. She was pretty controlling in the first couple of scenes. Yeah, she didn't I- like that he was hiccuping. She was like, stop hiccuping. Yeah, she got <laughs> How can you control head. that? Exactly. You. I was not a fan, but she turned herself around. Okay. Yeah. She Gookie. realized she was Gookie. being... Well, so- evidently... Oh my God, she's so freaking cute. Gookie. Hello, girl. She's no Vanapira, who was Kate's wife, but... Yeah, we we like Gookie in this house, and we we still want to know why Shaggy and her broke up because she never appears uh, ever again in the Scooby Doo franchise. I got I got the Gookie coming in hot. Yeah, now I need to see (laughs) this in the chat. Okay, you can click on that link and it leads you to Gookie. Isn't she so cute? I love her hair. So she has like shorter shorter hair that's kind of like fluffs out. It's like a, it's kind of like a lob almost. Um, with like a bushy bang and a red bandana. Ooh, she got those eyelashes too. She does have a, a bit of a 90s eyebrow issue though. Her eyebrows are looking kind of spermy, but that's okay. <laughs> Wait, not to go look. <laughs> oh my gosh. He's right. I've seen a spermy brow. I've seen many a spermy brow in my day. I'm glad I don't fall into that category. Absolutely not. Your brows are beautiful. Thank I'm you. Very jealous. Um, yeah, that was that might have been in the pre-show, but we were the ladies were standing. Um, we appreciate a good brow. I mean, yes. that's for sure. But yeah, I just want to know their backstory. Why'd they break up? Why is she mm. never back? Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, anyways, uh, they see a ghost in the mirror and they run to Fred's room and then Fred drops them and leaves and then they knock over Simone and she was not having that. Not only is she a cat lady, she's also a cat. So getting knocked over by a dog, she was... Her yeah, they're really striking out with Simone. I feel like Simone, in my opinion, at this point was pretty patient. Um, she got unexpected guests that she did not invite, um, a dog, which she did not appreciate and like ruined her garden, ruined her porch. So I feel like in my opinion, Simone has been a very gracious host, but like Scooby's really fucking up. Yeah. Also, she knows that the zombies stay there. Why would she want a zombie dog to chase after her cats? Like, she should have just sent them away at that point. She should have been like, Shaggy Actually, Scooby, go back yeah. across the ferry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She we'll should keep, have truly sent them away. We'll keep the other three. Um, she definitely is going to have words for Lena in the afterlife. 
Um, so then she's like, okay, let's just go eat dinner. Cause Scooby and Shaggy are like, we get scared when we get hungry. And Lena's like, okay, let's go eat. But then this is what Jess was saying when she's like, no dogs at the table, but then has the dog, the cats in the kitchen, which causes a whole mess. And then they're like, okay, Scooby Shaggy, you go eat in the mystery machine. So they eat a ton of crawfish. Are y'all crawfish or gumbo or Louisiana food fans? I don't think I've had, I mean, I've eaten like shrimp, but I don't think I've ever had like a gumbo or anything like that. There's a restaurant in the Boston area called Border Cafe and it's like Tex-Mex and Cajun food. So um, Mm. they have, so if y'all are ever around here. We should go. Cajun food, I like. I haven't had crawfish, but I've I've made like Cajun chicken or like Cajun, but like type of dishes. But yeah. um, but no crawfish. And I, I mean, I would love. I really want to go to New Orleans. I just want day. some popcorn shrimp right now. I'd love to go uh, anywhere right now. Very true. True. <laughs> true. Kate, do you remember? I don't think you ate them, but like the dining rooms always had like po' boys, and they were not good. <laughs> what i didn't what is that it's like the the shrimp sandwich the fried shrimp sandwich that scooby and shaggy ate at one point it did not look like that on the tv but that's what they said it was i'm sorry to break your heart i'm actually vegetarian no i know that <laughs> i know that but okay. like, no. if you ever saw them and pass by and be like maybe i'll have one not worth it no. <laughs> <laughs> um and then they drive off to avoid the cats uh so Velma starts questioning Bo. Fred Fred says that he loves Lena's cooking and definitely like making eyes at her. Over he the goes on and, and on about it. And here's where Daphne is pretty chill. Like she's she has a one or two lines in the movie, but like she's pretty chill. Fred is kind of overstepping at times. Um that said, I do agree with Sarah that if they don't have the relationship defined, then yeah, I, I mean, I don't want to say that I'm okay. Like, I feel like I'm getting in this like position of being like a Fred stand, which is like totally not my mo, and I've never declared <laughs> that. I'm just saying, in this world, they are allowed to look at other people. The yes. only thing that's toxic in this relationship is that, like, is like them both getting a is both them being a little little possessive right but here's the thing my my concern my annoyance is more of the like he flirts with lena and then gets jealous that she like makes one eye movement towards Bo. i can't stand an insecure man it's very annoying to me i'm not the jealous type so when someone gets jealous i'm just like you need to calm down and they're not even in a relationship so you have no right you don't own her i i agree the like possessiveness of him and like the jealousy is like where it kind of lose him but especially when she's not being that way but i think yeah. and we're like we're making like mountains yeah. out of molehills like it's not a huge <laughs> plot line in the movie it's like mine it's but it's the most minor. interesting part to discuss like, very interesting but it is a very minor part of the movie we wouldn't be a podcast if we weren't gossiping about relationships of course we need the hot goss yeah um so fred and they all hear Scooby and Shaggy screaming when they run into the zombies because they eat a pepper. Um, and then they go drink swamp water, which really bothered me, especially in these times, in this economy. Not, not healthy. <laughs> not yeah. healthy. I know. I'm worried about- That's like, how they, the disease starts. I want to know how their medical insurance is being a part <laughs> of this crew too. Yeah. Because if they're going to drink swamp water, then they better be taken care of with some yeah, good I wanna know United what their, healthcare. What their healthcare coverage is like. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, they better have a copay of only $10 if they're going to drink swamp water. Mm-hmm. This is when I texted Kate and she was like, yeah, that's not what I'm about. <laughs> the swamp water. <laughs> no. Kate, what did you think of the zombie design as our horror expert? I loved it. I thought it was cute. I mean, it was a cartoon zombie, so it was what I was expecting. But honestly, I was a fan of it. Yeah. Are, are either of you horror movie fans? I'm the opposite of a horror movie fan. Same. <laughs> I'm That's a huge, like, scaredy cat, so I generally don't like to watch scary things. I've gotten over it a bit, and I've kind of stepped outside of my comfort zone more uh, as an adult. But I still, I would lean more towards, like, a true crime type of thing more than, uh, like, outright scare, scary horror type of movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would say I like thrillers, not necessarily horror. Um, but I do, like I mentioned before, I watched um, American Horror Story. And, yeah. but um, it's not that scary anymore. So that I don't really think li- it counts. That seems scary to me. That's why I haven't watched it. Um, I've said on this podcast, some Scooby-Doo moments I can't watch at night. I'm too scared. <laughs> I'm like, scared? Uh, I Not scared, but like I definitely get like, anxious a little Mm -hmm. i don't know with um with the cats i remember this scaring me as a kid when they turned into the cats and stuff oh i mean that is scary and then um the quiet place is the only horror movie that i've ever seen in theaters and that still that's like more of a thriller like Mm -hmm. sci-fi kind of thing but that was like the best i could do i yeah like i watched like the walking dead for a while like i've seen like zombie movies and zombie shows and stuff it's just more of like the gore for gore's sake that's yeah not as much my thing oh the gore is my biggest issue with breaking bad they get some gory stuff just to be gory at breaking times bad. i love it so much but there's yeah. some scenes that are a little gratuitous just for mm. gratuity scene yeah um, yeah where oh, yeah, so the zombie the zombie bodies yes zombie bodies and then fred and daphne find them because velma's like i'm gonna split up with I'm not going to let Daphne yeah. and Bo go together. She yeah. was cock blocking. So yes, yes, this is my problem. They, you know, Daphne did not have a chance with Bo because Velma cock blocks her. But Velma, see, this is where I come in defense of Velma. She's a bad bee and she's like, I need to keep my two eyes on Bo. So I'm going to go with him. Like this bitch, she volunteers to go with the guy she suspects most to be bad. Like that's how cool Velma is. Uh, I don't know. I think that right. I, I think that I mean, Velma is just trying not bad to, be to look at. Like Velma is not mad if she, he's the suspect, and she's like, "I gotta be stuck with him." And then if something mm-hmm. happens, I'm sure she's fine with it. Seems a little intentional to me. <laughs> well, even better. I think that Velma is <laughs> like really pissed off that she got stuck working at a mystery bookstore and doesn't get to solve mysteries anymore with like Fred and Daphne and. They started a whole new career with a TV show and get to travel and Velma's stuck. I think she's sour. Yeah. I think she's mad that she got put into the situation. She did not seem happy at her mystery bookstore. She looked stuck. She looked bored. She looked unimpressed and unamused. And I think that she's trying to get back at Daphne because Daphne's hot shit and Velma's nothing. Okay. <laughs> See, this is where I like Stan Velma even more. I stand a freaking petty ass queen. So if that is what she is doing, then more power to her. Like take advantage, get it where you can. 
Like, I, I mean, if Daphne's the one with the notoriety and the show and everything, then let mm-hmm. Velma be the one who's like, I'm sorry, I'm going to take this hot piece of body over here, Bo, with me. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to like keep my eyes all over him. Mm-hmm. Kate, what are your thoughts? Was Velma going in for suspicious reasons or was she trying to go for it romantically? No, I think it was romantic, to be honest. And I think her, I think her, she was upset about that she ran a bookstore, but her little line at the end when she mentioned it and he was kind of into it, I think, I think it worked for her. Um, That's true. Spoiler alert. I don't think we ever see him again. I'm going to just Google that. Well, Um, but uh before i go google that uh fred they split up fred and daphne find uh scooby and shaggy fred tries to rip off the mask of the zombie make shaggy hold the camera and shaky hand shaggy is very much me with cameras um (laughs) and i was like at this point i'm like have they really been documenting that much i feel like there's many times that they turned the camera off um that yeah, and they thought. probably have those like VHSs in there, so they're going through those like hotcakes. Yeah, true. <laughs> um, but anyways, Fred takes the zombie head off, and it's a real zombie. And then there's another bop, which we discussed earlier. Sarah, do you want to mm-hmm. say anything more about the bop? Um, you can find it on Spotify quite easily, and on YouTube. And as we said before, it's by the band. Who's the point? I'm I keep I'm thinking it's Soul uh, Sky Cycle. Zone. Sky Cycle. Sky Cycle. Okay, not Soul Cycle, Sky Cycle. Um, and yeah, it's just one of those songs that just really gets stuck in your head. I don't know who Sky Cycle is, but they um I was on Spotify earlier and they do like a lot of covers. So they did a cover of God Only Knows, which was also had a rock element and i thought that that was really good um but yeah i think that this was the best song mvp for in terms of songs in my opinion so my Um, favorite stuff on spotify are like covers that there's this group that does like funk infused covers it's very groovy as shaggy would say (laughs) very groovy um we run into a lot of quicksand situation in this part of the movie quicksand was something i was very concerned about as a child and turns out i've never run into quicksand because it's in like every childhood movie i can think of yeah and even on some podcasts nowadays Uh, yeah (laughs) uh but no like they lost the camera to quicksand i'm like well is daphne getting fired is her because i feel like the production company time to grab that camera like bitch, but where'd it go time to sink into the quicksand where's true but where'd it go like go i feel like the the company the television station like like bye your show's canceled you lost good footage actually but she probably provided with all the other stuff she has backups she can just go film another episode somewhere it might be possible um i found out oh go ahead maybe me i mean but she said that she lost all the footage but you would think that she has tapes used already yeah that's that much because so yes this is bo's only appearance um he does appear in a book as a holographic image that if you turn to a certain place, it looks like a skull. And then he is the only major supporting characters of this movie to not be referenced in Scooby-Doo Return to Zombie Island from 2018. Oh, the level of disrespect. Yeah, right? Very rude. Um, Velma probably had a bad breakup and they don't want to talk about it. That's my theory. (laughs) 
she mm-hmm. probably broke up with him yeah um so they scooby and shaggy get split up from the other three again uh they find a cave with the wax dolls of fred daphne and velma they're like oh this is fun to play with and that's how velma was picked up earlier uh because so they didn't really have any dna attached they were just like the cloth right the cloth right the clothes. so they stole mm-hmm. velma's glasses cloth so um that's how they made the wax doll of velma and we don't know how they made the wax doll of uh fred and daphne and then um later on in the movie they said that it wasn't even worth using magic wax to make a doll of shaggy and scooby because they're like simpletons or whatever they said they did say simpleton I so, think. they ain't wrong so <laughs> it wasn't I mean, even worth it but then that's how they get trapped because they don't have them and that's how mm. they they get defeated so never underestimate yeah always cover your bases mm-hmm. yeah um that's what fred wanted to do with lena yeah so Le- <laughs> <laughs> so talking about lena that hussy she <gasps> Sarah. So, i mean lena okay so lena lena tricked my boy fred you know so now I'm getting a little heated because Fred, maybe Fred wanted to get away from Daphne. Maybe Fred's like, I don't want this life anymore. I don't want to be bossed around by Daphne all damn day. Maybe it's my time. Maybe it's my time to move to Louisiana and marry Lena and like dress up like a character from Hunchback of Notre Dame also. And maybe it's my time to shine. And did you see the look that Daphne gave when he was like cuddling over her when he fell down the stairs? And oh, she he was, was like, like comforting her. Yeah. 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 Well, she's like, and this is where I was. So, I mean, I will get into like our guesses and everything, but like when Lena starts like, uh-huh, like fake crying onto Fred, I was like, mm-hmm, bitch. That traumatic. Yeah. And she she lies and said that um, that uh, the the owner Lenoir like got dragged away by the zombies in in this like hidden passageway. Yeah, but why do you have a hidden passage in the first place? Like that's well, sus. That's hella sus. <laughs> it's sus. I mean the. I mean it, to be perfectly practical in the olden times, they made secret passageways or like passageways so that the help doesn't get seen by the really rich folk mm-hmm. so originally that's why they made secret passageways in an architectural sense and we are on a plantation too true i forgot yeah. that these were racist zombies mm-hmm. <laughs> they um, are racist zombies please don't forget no and there was a confederacy part of the movie where they were like this was a colonel in the confederacy i'm like i hate this man this ghost mm-hmm. get the fuck out of here avoid him but then he was like yeah. the good guy but then he said thank you at the end so polite racist zombie yeah <laughs> doesn't excuse his racism but at least he was kind to them uh-huh oh, yeah i got two coins <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Sorry. Um, um yeah but- so that's when they they end up like proceeding down this like passageway and uh this is where velma my bitch velma was like checking out these footprints and she's like Lena, you've got some explaining to do because you said that Miss Lenoir was dragged. And however, I see her heel prints in the floor. And Simone just pops out of there and shoves them to the walls with the wax dolls. Mm -hmm. Um, And then explains everything over this like cat dial. Can can you explain this backstory to me? Because I was like a little confused besides the part that they were like colonizers in the first 
they were colonizers and were attacked by pirates. So what's the story, Kate? Yes, I'm asking you. <laughs> yeah, on the spot. <laughs> oh my God. Explain the plot to Felipe. As our resident cat expert. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I kind of got lost too. I mean, they were okay. they, saying that they were escaping, but they decided to stay back. And then they had that little image of them hiding behind back in the forest. Yeah. And then, it, I don't know, it kind of got a bit confusing yeah. after that. So they were colonizers, right? Yes. yes. And then right, so- the pirates came. Oh, go ahead, Sarah. Yes. No, go. No, you're on okay. you're on a roll. And then the pirates came and attacked everyone except for those two. I don't and they went. No, they, they hid. They okay. hid. And everybody else got eaten by like crocodiles. Yeah. Yes. So they wanted revenge. So they, they prayed to the cat gods. Yeah. Right. And mm-hmm. so then they cursed the people that like colonized them and made the plantation and the pirates, like both of those groups of people, they like basically mm-hmm. got rid of, but in doing that they cursed themselves yeah mm-hmm. so then they were all zombies and then at a different point settlers came and then later tourists and then every harvest right. moon they have to like take their blood and at mm-hmm. one point Jacques got involved because they needed a ferryman to bring them to the island exactly and he wanted immortality so then they gave it to him right so just to be clear lena and simone were colonizers of the natives who were on the right. Louisiana ground first. And so that's when I was out on them too, before they were cat ladies. Right. Um, also, they were living on a plantation. I should have been out on them at the start. Yeah. And this is also when we find out that Bo is really Detective Bo. Yes. Um, um, at that point, we had, we're not clear. And they had a wax doll of him too. So, and he was right. doing work on, like undercover work because mm-hmm. a lot of people go missing. So that was the story um and then scooby and shaggy are running away and they run into Jacques and was like oh my god good to see you Jacques." and jack was like not so fast my kitties or i can't do a french accent that that was good too french accents are great for villains i will say oh yeah absolutely you're so right yes (gasps) oh wait jess you want to hear oh well felipe too since you're such a goofy movie fan did you know that Jacques? um oh the voice actor i know who it is is Pete? Yes, from yes. Pete movie. Oh, until I looked at the IMDb, I didn't, I didn't recognize him. He's also Winnie the Pooh, Tigger, yes. and the Tasmanian Devil. Jim Cummings, right? Yeah, he's very famous in the voice mm-hmm. acting world. Yeah, like, problematic as well, but that's a ooh, good story for. Oh no! Day. Protect yeah. Winnie the Pooh. Why is everybody problematic? Protect Winnie the Pooh. I will uh, be yeah. Pooh Bear. The, the, I will take the, on the mantle. The Pooh needs help. <laughs> um, the Pooh needs help. <laughs> that's the hashtag no actually don't hashtag that we don't know what we'll find no we don't see that um Um, but yeah so then that's when they kind of that's when like scooby and shaggy end up in there and because they don't have the wax figures of them uh they end up like defeating them because they were able to escape their clutches and they almost knocked the wax dolls into the fire though and then they were melting they were melting i was like what would have happened Mm. well the weird thing too is like these bitches wait until like the last minute to like get their fill of like blood because they're like, oh, you have five minutes to go. Okay, now is the time to kill them and get their blood. Like, bitch, start like a half an hour earlier. Give yourself some time. Yeah, yeah. they need themselves an agenda, to be honest Seriously. with you. Maybe a, a, a schedule. Jessica, yes. as our Leo, what's your what's your um moon sign? Oh, I'm a Leo Leo. I'm a Leo Leo. Leo. Okay. 
double Leo. So she's very organized and proper. She would have been on top of this. Oh, my chart is all filled with Virgo as well. So you bet. Yeah. yeah, I would have a fucking agenda. Like, okay, now is when we tie them up 15 minutes later. It's when we like sharpen our knives. Like we're ready. I just want to point out that they said that they've been at this for 200 years. You'd think yeah. they'd be better at it. 200 years? 1798, according to when the movie <laughs> dropped. <laughs> I wonder how often does the harvest moon happen? Yeah, that's something that they didn't answer, but it has to be every few months because they had Taurus like recently and that's when Bo showed up, right? Yeah, you'd think. Um, Also, undercover detectives, like this is not a pro cop podcast, but that is like, I would hate to be planting a garden as my undercover job. I mean, that's why he's so grumpy. Like some people get to go and like, like, I bet there are like cops who do all this promiscuous stuff when they're under undetective and like have tons of fun, like party mm-hmm. with frat boys or whatever. But mm-hmm. the, this, co- this cop had to like be a plantation farmer. Yeah. And you wonder mm-hmm. why he's mad. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I don't want a lot of energy for Velma on later. a plantation. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And then Velma frees herself. Yeah. That was some nifty footwork. Let's hope oh, yeah. that if Bo has some sort of interest in that, <laughs> he's going to be a happy man. Oh my goodness gracious. Um, I, I just also was confused why the rope didn't burn off the wax dolls when they were close to the fire. I thought that was going to happen as a survivor fan. I'm used to have a rope mm-hmm. burning. Yeah, right. Um, but we get them, they're freed and they try to zap Shaggy and Scoopy. They're worthless people to them. But then how did they get stopped? Oh, the zombies attacked, right? Yeah. Yeah, the zombies pulled through. Yeah. So then they leave. There's a beautiful sunset. Bo says some magical words that Velma is shooketh by and Mm -hmm. is like, this man's a poet. I need to, I need to be with him. Um, And Daphne and Velma have a flirty moment too. So they're back on good terms. Uh, And Scooby gets all the peppers he can before they leave. And then hops on the boat and the crocodiles chase him and Mark Hamill shows up again and mm-hmm. the end. And then yeah, there's a more, post-credit more cats, scene. Though. There's a post-credit scene with cats. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cats. The cra- cats are giving creepy eyes. Um, but then the post-credit scene is Scooby pouring milk for the cats and saying Scooby-Dooby-Doo. Um, that's the movie. Any thoughts on it? Something we haven't covered? No? Nothing okay. besides I still I have my like, I think you said to prepare... MVPs and LVPs. Yes. And then I also prepared, you told me I was supposed to guess who I thought the bad guy slash guys was by like 20 minutes to the end yeah. of the movie. Because I, I, since I had seen this, I like jumped to the spot that like was around the yes. time that they were. So let me themselves. know what order we want to go in for that. Well, I, I just wanted to, before we do that, I wanted to give some shout outs to the mm-hmm. cast, the voice cast. Uh, Mary Kay Bergman was Daphne and rest in peace and power queen. Uh, she voiced Daphne for four Scooby-Doo movies before she died by suicide. I should have given the trigger warning. I apologize. Mm-hmm. But it's like reading her story was very sad. And actually one of her mentees and acting friends actually took up her role as like a tribute to her in later movies, which I thought was kind of Aww, beautiful. That's really um, sweet. But besides her, we also have uh, Frank Welker, who's like, who later does Fred and Scooby, but in this movie, he's just Fred, Scott Inez, Billy West. Um, Frank Welker was also the cats, the owls, and the zombies. 
I did like the Scooby when he did the owl, the eyes thing with the owl. That was kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and then BJ Ward was Velma. But then some of the, besides Mark Hamill, who we talked about, Adrian Barbeau, who was the original Rizzo from Greece on Broadway. And she was also in Maud. Mm. So we also have Tara Strong, who 90s and 2000s kids probably know of. She's Timmy Turner, yeah. Dale Pickles, Ben 10, Raven from Teen All Titans. All over the place. We love yes. her. Um, and Cam Clark, who is Leonardo in Teenage Mutant Ninja, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And he's often used as Matthew Broderick's voice double, which I thought was a little cool fact on his Wikipedia. Oh, he, interesting. He was Bo. Um, and then Jim Cummings, who we talked about. And now I'm upset because I didn't know he was canceled. He was Jacques in Morgan Moonscar. And then Jennifer, Jennifer Lee Warren was the news anchor. And the moat monster was Ed Gilbert, who is Baloo in Jungle Cubs, which I was a big fan of as a kid in Tailspin. And then Mark Hamill, who's Mark fucking Hamill in my notes. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I have two questions before we get into, ooh, what is this? Oh, I'm just prepping. Oh, okay. I was like, what's this stuff? Is Sarah sending us gossip? <laughs> um, via screenshot? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh two questions one is more for like past episodes will simon asks uh can you help me rationalize why i had crushes on all the ghoul school girls when i was six some old news kate do you want to answer this as our since we recently talked about this movie i well this is a hard question to answer but i can answer it in the general sense of because Monsters in general can be kind of hot. Facts. No, what I told him in response, I was like, listen, you don't have to rationalize it because that's facts. They're all amazing in their own ways. Like, I had a big crush on Fancy. Except for Tannis. I wouldn't say I had a crush on Tannis because she's just so adorable. Who was the lady that was my wife? That was Vanna Pira from The Reluctant Werewolf. Exactly, but... But you also like Sabella in that one and Elsa Frankentine. Fancy was my favorite. Women monsters are hot period ever cullen <laughs> these guys look like the offbeat spice girls oh <laughs> have you discussed spice world on your podcast yet not yet <laughs> oh, jess not is not yet. about not. that i i honestly don't think i've ever seen it okay wow i didn't watch it but i heard it's bad that oh was- my god I was more I'm into uh, Pussycat Dolls than I was. When not I grow up. Uh, Josie. Oh, Josie and, Josie and the Pussycats. Cats. That's 2001, though. It's not 1990s. Yeah. I, uh, uh, which legally I you can't of... talk about. Legally, we can't. Nope. Not allowed to. <laughs> not allowed to. Um, and then Lindsay Bebo, who was our guest on the bonus episode that we did about the Nutcracker Scoob. And we'll be returning about in a few weeks to talk about the Aliens Invasion movie. Uh, she wants to ask... Isn't the point of Scooby-Doo to prove that monsters do not exist and they're all made up by like <laughs> corrupt people? And fair, but we're in that era of Scooby-Doo where they mix and match like murder mystery with magic. So I do think that's something to keep a track on as we watch the next few movies. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you, does anyone have any takes on this topic or no? No, I think that makes sense. I think I agree with the the first take of like, yeah, usually it's like, oh, pull the mask off. Who is yeah. it? but we're kind of in the more creepy zone right now. I think that that was something that came later in the Scooby-Doo series, as, or at least in the movies, because all the movies we've watched so far have been like 
vampires and actually monsters yeah Mm -hmm. um this to me is like very like in the mcu when the bad guy and the hero create their own powers versus when they go to like space and thor's there and he has magical powers and it's like it kind of reminds me of that dichotomy Mm -hmm. the cosmic versus the scientific um anyways those are our questions and let's start off with the culprit game and then let's do fashion hour because that's what I'm most excited for. And then we can okay. do the rest. Or do you want to do everything that we usually do and then fashion hour for last? Whatever you want. Yeah. Okay. Um, so let's do the culprit. So Jessica. Uh, yes. Oh, Kate already fixed the spreadsheet. Thank you. <laughs> I had, um, so I made my picks by like, I think I still had like 30 minutes left in the movie roughly. And immediately when we met Lena, I was like, I'm getting some kind of vibes from her. So I had her on my list. The minute they're like, oh, Bo, you're, you're, you know, on the list. I was like, Bo's off my list. Um, Jacques was on my list from the beginning. So I was like, he's around, but he's not like around, around. So my list, I ended up solidifying that Lena was a bad person and Jacques was like a maybe bad person. So I didn't know, like, if I, if you said like, oh, pick three people that are the bad guys, I bet I probably would have also added Simone, but I didn't know how many bad guys there were. So I ended up with Lena and Jacques being okay. And both were right. Sarah, what about you? What did you write down? I was definitely getting Lena vibes as well. Um, I was not like totally until a certain point where I remembered a little bit more, I was not that suspicious of Simone. So Simone did a kind of a good job of being just, you know, I like, I don't know. She was kind of had an air of like, you're bothering me that you're here and that you exist. So she was better at hiding uh, the fact that she was involved, but Lena, you know, she lured them there and she like disappeared when Daphne like turned around when she got to her room, which is like, I don't know. It's like such a suspicious thing where like, you're talking to somebody and you turn around and they're gone. You're like, and Daphne looks shook to the core that Lena was gone. Um, so I was suspicious of Lena too. Okay. And Catherine? I did guess Lena and Simone. I texted Felipe the first time I saw Lena. Immediately she was suspicious to me. Something was not right. And that suspicion never went away. Um, I did suspect Bo for quite a while, but I kept just texting Felipe and I was like, I think it's Bo, but I think he's the red herring. And I I just kind of like, as soon as, as soon as they said, you're on my list. And I was like, well, clearly you're not it. Um, but Simone, I felt she was too close to Lena that they had to be working together. If it was going to be one of them, it had to be yeah. both of them. There were just a couple of things that would go on. Um, I thought that they were trying to lure people. I did not guess correctly why they were trying to lure people. I thought there might be money involved or something was not expecting the, <laughs> what the actual answer was, but I did guess that it was Lena and Simone. Okay. So Jess gets two points with her answers uh sarah also gets two points did you say simone and lena or just lena just lena just lena okay so you got one point we stand honestly in this chat no 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 i said simone too (laughs) 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 so kate did you catch everything and then jess's guess was jess and sarah guessed for me because i had seen it and i knew what to expect so i get two points i guess but kate also stays in the lead because she got 
one that I didn't get. Um, and that was in the, the, the Christmas special that we did. So, uh, I will adjust those scores. So six, I have six points. Kate has seven. And then our guest group have two in total, but they're also not on every episode. Oh, three in total. Sorry. Not on every episode. I forgot Lindsay guest. Um, so yeah, let's, let's do some fashion hour. I'm excited. So do you want to explain what fashion hour is yeah. on your podcast for any Brazilian dragon fans that don't yeah. listen yet? So on Shit 90 Shows Taught Me, we do a segment every episode called Fashion Hour, and we typically have two categories, the first being the Rachel Green Award for the most 90s outfit, and the second being the Paul Rudd Certificate of Timelessness Award, because who's more timeless than Paul Rudd himself? Um, And we typically do three nominations for each category. Today, I'm just doing like my picks. So this is not a uh, 90s specific or timeless specific. It's just three nominations that really caught my eye. Do we need to download every single file? I am. Okay. That's what I'm doing then. Are you okay. able to just click or do you no, have to download, download them all? Oh, I have goodness I, I gracious. I'm sorry about that. It's all good. Don't even stress. It's so. me for not recording this on an easier platform. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, my first nomination is Miss Daphne, and Daphne was truly the queen of power suits in this um, in this movie. I really appreciated that Daphne got to do a different outfit than her standard, like purple getup. Um, so she did have a very nice purple power suit that I felt like was closely related to her normal outfit. But I am going to bring up. Daphne's power suit when she was doing her interview in the beginning of the movie because this color of jade green is spectacular on her so she's wearing a a jade green blazer a matching jade green pencil skirt a bubblegum pink like underneath shirt and a matching bubblegum pink lipstick and then she's also wearing a pair of matching green heels that I felt looked really really good and I was just an appreciator of this look I thought that the green was kind of a nice a nice different touch for her than her typical purple and I thought that it stood out with her hair so what do you guys think about this outfit I am obsessed this is a toot for me toot yeah it's a toot <laughs> Yeah, I love I love a power suit. I love the lavender power suit as well. But I do think I agree with you. Like the the jade color of the the power suit ensemble in her interview, like it goes so well with her complexion. Um, that it's yeah, it's absolutely she can rock it. She's killing it. Kate, I'm a huge fan. I think it's perfect for her and for her personality, and she just looks stunning in this suit. This suit is a ten out of ten for me. Yeah. So my next nomination is Hot Gardener slash Detective Bo. So Bo, when we first meet him, is wearing this like safari dusty rose uh, like utility top with like nice buttons and he has a rolled it. um, He has his sleeves rolled up so they're tight on his biceps, which I appreciated. He's wearing some like gray or like grayish blue 
jeans, some brown shoes, a nice belt, and then gardening gloves. But then underneath, uh, and we get to see this later, which I especially appreciated, he's wearing a like white tank top, which shows his arms off really nicely. And I don't mean to be, as the kids call, a simp, but <laughs> I was simping hard for Bo. Uh, he has a strong brow, which as we discussed, we appreciate mm-hmm. some some like really enticing green eyes, a strong chin. He has like a nice color brown hair. Um, I was just really feeling Bo. And um, and yeah, I mean, he was a little bit of a distraction throughout the whole movie, to be honest with you. I think honestly, he could be wearing anything and we would be standing him. Like, look at that butt chin. Like everybody <laughs> loves the butt chin. Yeah. He's killing it. And I love that they even had, they, they took the moment to have his eyebrows be like a shade darker than his hair. Like yeah. that is a strong brow. Like Felipe, you must stand this considering your own strong, strong brows. I don't like the look because I don't know. It just makes me feel intimidated and insecure, but <laughs> <laughs> I, I appreciate what he's going for. Mm-hmm. And if I was a less secure person, if I was a more secure person, I think I would appreciate this. <laughs> um, but yeah, Kate. Alrighty. I couldn't wait till he showed up on the screen. I was say, <laughs> please come on, Bo. Come on, Bo. Come on, Bo. <laughs> and he'd be there in all his glory. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> and then my my next nomination is Miss um, Simone Lenore, and she is definitely like Hamptons chic in a way because she has this sleek pixie cut um that she definitely gets her hair done like every four weeks she's on top of that shit she's wearing some statement blue earrings a really hot red lip um she's wearing this blue long sleeve tunic and then underneath a white long skirt and she's wearing some blue heels and then to finish off the outfit, she's wearing a, it's a cat necklace. It's a statement cat necklace. Um, it's a cat head. It, it's suspicious because mm-hmm. she's just really all into the cats because she is the main MVP cat lady. She's a big, but- big Jeff fan. <laughs> she's, she's a big Jeff fan. Um, but I just thought that she looked, you know, very, very sleek. She looked like you know a high class lady and i just appreciated her essence essentially so she gives me very like i could see this on the runway of rupaul's drag race i feel like someone who is trying to like paint older or something would look like simone Mm -hmm. i don't know like i feel like i've seen this before in rupaul's drag race something similar Mm -hmm. but she's very like fierce and i love the like strong confidence that she like it zoots throughout the movie even though she's the villain like she's very mm-hmm. confident and put together yeah Albeit, although a bit hypocritical with her cats versus scooby yes topics but yeah, yes. i really like this outfit on her she like this outfit screams like i use the word summer as a verb like that is what this gives me and she I, we didn't really mention this much but like the fact that the the main villains were like two strong powerful women like i do love that and she exudes confidence so it looks I, like a real housewife a real yes. housewives of the new yes. louisiana plantation yes <laughs> yes yes kate well 
I didn't really like the outfit, but I think it really worked for her and her personal style, and it made perfect sense. Like, I think the character design and the costume designer of the character worked very well for her. Yeah. Personally a fan. Yeah, I I can see that. So I do have an honorable mention, and then we can select our winner for the week. My honorable mention is, I guess, my best friend, Fred. Um, Never knew it before, but um, Fred is wearing his cameraman, fisherman outfit. So he is wearing a blue button down, a red belt with a midwash jean, um, some like nice brown shoes that have like a nice Oxford look to them. And then on top of this, he is wearing some, I guess this is like a cargo, a cargo vest. It's like a fisherman vest. But, but also he can put his batteries for his camera in here. It's full practicality. And Jessica, I know you love a practical bitch. So (laughs) What? I do love a practical bitch. Yes, I'm happy yeah. you didn't choose his like normal ensemble that has the ascot because that bitch gets a boot. Like, no, I'm never and, tooting an ascot. And he thought that he was going to put on his ascot and then he mm-hmm. thought about it and he took it off. Yeah. This is this is very like Canadian tuxedo style, um, but add on yes. add on a fisherman vest. And I appreciate yes. the practicality. I love a pocket. I love a multiple pocket ensemble. Um, lots of pockets. I do love pockets. So I do appreciate the practicality of his fisherman ensemble. I do think he could use boots. Honestly, we're in like swamplands. I think he probably could use a boot, but that's okay. I agree with the boot statement, although I do like the shoes. And when socializing is a thing, I might buy some of these like nice shoes or like the cheap version. Um, Cause these look kind of expensive. Uh, The outfit, I don't think I'd ever be seen wearing it publicly, but I like it on Fred. And the only excuse that I would wear it is if I was A, fishing or B, a cameraman. And we already established that I have shaky hands. So um, that said, I liked it for Fred and I enjoyed it. I think it works for Fred. It does work for Fred. Kate, do you have any thoughts on Fred's ensemble? I think the outfit is a little boring, but I do just want to talk about this vest again because because I think it's the best part of the outfit. It really is an all-purpose vest. You can put anything you want in all those 84 different pockets. And it, it just gives the outfit such such a twist. Yeah. It's perfect. Yeah, that's where he puts all his condoms. So. Oh. <laughs> I don't get used. <laughs> don't get used, yeah. Catherine. Uh, I'm the Kate, as yeah. a line producer, do you appreciate this like vest that keeps all the battery packs in it? As I, a- yeah, I'm a huge fan. I was going to go with the fanny pack um, if, if when I can ever get on set. Um, that was my choice, but honestly, I'm going to look into this vest because it's, <laughs> oh, yeah, it's really helpful. Oh, yeah. gosh. Well, I, I'm glad that it could be helpful for you. It could be helpful for Fred. So um, I'm going to let you three discuss our winner. So once again, that is Daphne's power suit. We got Bo's, um, you know, Bo's outfit that he gardens in, but he's an undercover detective. Um, Miss Simone Lenore's like Hamptons vibe slash like 
cat lady vibe. And then if you want to give it to Fred, by all means, you you're free to do so. But he he was intended to be an honorable mention. I will not be giving it to Fred. I need to mm. think. Actually, no, I already know who I'm going to win. I am giving my point to Miss Daphne Blake with that fierce pink undershirt and then the lipstick to match the green outfit with the green pumps. We love to see it. And that red hair that works with it. Mm-hmm. We stand 10 out of 10. That's where I was going. I was going to lend my point as well to Daphne because I just think she pulls off a power suit. I also am going to give it to her. I think my reasoning being, um, although I love Fred's vest, it's just the vest and there's so many other pieces into an outfit and it does get a lot of points, but that's the only part of it. Um, I just didn't like Simone's outfit. I do still agree it fit her perfectly, but I just didn't really like it. And then my only reason I didn't give it to Bo, although he looked absolutely stunning in it, it was very simple. And it didn't show any style behind it. Mm, mm-hmm. Yes. That's yes. fair. The reason. He looked great. Don't get me wrong. Chad yeah. But Daph yeah. really showed style and personality in her outfit. Mm-hmm. I agree. I would do, I would have definitely went in that direction as well. So congratulations, Daphne Blake. We love you, you fashion icon. And honestly, a monochromatic suit or ensemble. Um, if we learned anything in the last week, that is where fashion is going. Thank mm-hmm. you. Especially um, in a dual tone. Jewel Tome, Michelle, thank you, Michelle Obama. Thank you, Biden's granddaughters. Thank you, um, Dr. Jill. Dr. Jill. Kamala. Yeah, Kamala. So, yeah, so we definitely know that a monochromatic ensemble. Amanda is Gorman as well. Don't want to mm-hmm. forget her, the poet. Of course, uh, of course. That and yellow jacket. Fierce, yeah. Capital F Fierce. Yeah, and yes, and as Jess said, Jewel Tones is where we're going right now. And this is exquisite. So, congratulations to Daphne. I mean, she's the only one that you could give a fashion award to truly i i agree 100 mm-hmm. percent. and this is why will thought i stand her which is facts <laughs> um did will have any takes before we get into our he thoughts he was upset with me for my scooby and shaggy takes was he, he was... more of a scooby-doo fan as a child yeah. than you were yeah okay. oh yeah yeah no he was much much more into it than i was um i think he even remembered this this movie so um, yeah, I think he really enjoys Scooby and Shaggy in particular. So he was yeah. not a fan of my takes, but that's okay. Sarah, did you watch this with Drew or no? Yeah, no, Drew is actually a huge Scooby-Doo fan. And after we watched the movie, he full on gave me a full history lesson about everything. We were talking about this for like 30 <laughs> minutes, if not more. And he was like going through all of the cast and voice actors and was talking to me about it. And he was like giving me facts. I was like, yo, like you should be doing this podcast, not me actually. <laughs> I mean, he has an open invite if you ever want to return. <laughs> well, I mean, honestly, I always joke that he doesn't even know like who Jessica is because he, um, he doesn't even Je- know you do a podcast barely no he doesn't he's like where is she going where's he's why did she need a microphone (laughs) why did she need two microphones yeah shuffling tarot cards (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah, so he he honestly like he is supportive but he's like but he was very excited for the scooby podcast his favorite is um alien invaders okay Yes, that's coming up not next week, but the week after. So yeah, if he has any feedback, let me know. Oh, I will. He said that that's the top tier, but okay. um, we had a lot of fun watching it. I think next weekend we're actually going to 
watch uh, witches hacks or witch hacks. oh that's the one that's coming up the witch's yeah. ghost that's witch's the one ghost. we're gonna watch that together next week so that um because we want to but also so i can keep up with uh, the pod yes i think that takes place in western mass or salem i don't remember but if it's in mm. western mass maybe jess can do a some sightseeing <laughs> since she's so close it is close by yeah um okay so now that we have discussed that we got to do our MVPs and LVPs. Um, I already spoiled mine. So I'm going to do my first MVP and then maybe we can do like a sort of snake thing where I do my LVP last. Um, in terms of like, I wanted to give this to Velma and I think Jess might give it to Velma. So I ended up saying that Scooby is going to be my MVP because he had me laughing the most. And that's very personal. He didn't really do a ton in the movie. If we were actually going off the movie alone in terms of like how useful he was, he was very not useful until the end. But that said, he had me dying multiple times throughout this movie. So I need to just give him that nod for laughter reasons. Um, Who wants to go next? I'll go because I think mine's mostly like spoiled probably anyway. (laughs) Um, I, so when you told me we were going to do MVPs, LVPs, I said that like, okay, well then I'll do it based on like who provides the most with solving the mystery and catching the bad guys. And that person is Velma, like this bitch. She knows what she's doing. She's the one who discovered the thing behind the mirror. She's the one who called Lena out on her bullshit with the tracks. Like she's the one who got out of the ropes in order to get everybody else untied. Like this bitch was spot on the entire time. And not only that, but she's like, oh, Daphne, you have like maybe a little bit of crush on Bell. Mm, Snatched. He's mine now. We love that. And I think, Jess, you just gave Velma her first MVP point of this whole series. Everyone else has gotten one except for Velma. Happy to do it. Happy to do it. Groundbreaking. Wait, I never got one. <laughs> what? No. F- oh, Fred got his point. He didn't get an MVP point. He got some LVP points from you <laughs> yeah, and Lindsay. <laughs> but you Love give it. Thelma her first point. Lovely. Total. Um, who wants to go next? Kate, did you? I saw you raising your hand. I. So I, I'm struggling with both my MVPs and my LVPs for this episode. My MVP, I'm really stuck between the two girls. I think we're going to run into this problem every podcast though, because they are my favorite. Um, I think I'm leaning just a little bit more towards Daphne, just like a smidge. So I think I'm going to go with Daphne. Um, it's just that her line really made me laugh when, when she basically called Fred out for being a simp. And then also when she did that like move where the zombie touched her and she just like yanked him over and pulled his head off like oh that yeah i forgot energy um i was trying to remember what you said like that why you said daphne's a legend in our text and then now it, it was that yeah, yeah. Was, i literally just loved that when she did that so i think i lean a little bit more towards daphne but like i completely understand velma as a choice she is so smart and she got the man in the end mm-hmm. she is always on her game and i really do love velma we love velma uh sarah how about you? I mean, it's a tough call because um, on our podcast, I always do sometimes veer to the right just to poke at my co-host a little bit, but um, she may be drab. She may be lame. She may have horrible style and she might be my least fave. But in this episode, 
Velma was the MVP. I got to admit it. She was the only one that got shit done. She was the only one that was helpful. She was the only one that was actually trying to solve the mystery and wasn't in the middle of like relationship drama. I do love a petty bitch. And if that was her intentions on stealing Bo away from Daphne and being a cock blocker, then I got to give credit where credit's due. (laughs) Just like maybe get a stylist. That's the only (laughs) thing I want. Maybe if like I hate Velma your was dressed like Gookie, you would stand her more. Yes. Oh my god. If Velma got Gookie's haircut, it'd be then... easy transition for her. Yes, just grow it out a little. You don't yeah. need that ugly bowl cut. And like I do love a, a turtleneck, but orange is a terrible color. Get a yeah. stylist and maybe I can work with Velma. The turtleneck maybe. is awesome but i don't think it works well with the skirt i think she needs like a skinny jean or something yeah i'll tell you what like maybe she needs maybe like a brown turtleneck or oh a black if she does like a black on black look i'm there Mm, speaking of turtlenecks what did you think of simone's turtleneck when she was in boy drag at the start of this last episode of drag race the oh my pink god. One. Second to, I thought you were talking about Simone from Yeah, the, I thought we, I was, was like, still, Oh my god, I forgot there was a Simone. <laughs> I was still like on like this Okay, so Simone's she boy like Fuchsia slash pink turtleneck. And I was kind of here for it. I don't remember. But I love Simone. I love Simone in yeah. general. Uh, we stand Simone in this house. Uh anyways, well while you Google Simone, Kate, do yeah. you have an LVP? <laughs> This one was really hard because I really feel like the the three guys, honestly, they kind of all kind of got the LVP in my head. But if I really had to go pick one, um, I would go, I think I got to go with Fred. Um, Scooby did have that good moment where he ate Shaggy's sandwich and it was funny enough that I just texted Felipe about it. I thought it was hilarious. And then I kind of do always like Shaggy. He had that moment, which was definitely really cheesy, but when he changed his clothes, but they were literally the same clothes. Um, and then I also laughed at his ca- at his usual line when he always says like, but there was this very specific one that just got me. And it's when he picked up the phone and goes like, hello. <laughs> that one really got me. Kate's <laughs> favorite Scooby-Doo joke was from the Boo <laughs> Brothers when Scooby tells Shaggy, I got to make a call. And Shaggy's like, which call? And he's like, this one, help. <laughs> I'm a big fan of the cheesy dad jokes. Um, yeah, I Jack, love that. Like line doesn't usually get me because it's just the way he talks. But the one when he just says like help, like hello, like I don't know, that one got me. <laughs> so I got to go with Fred. He kind of don't even remember him in the movie to be honest. I remember that he was a simp and he was a little annoying at times. Yeah, was, I couldn't follow him. I'm gonna go with Fred. Okay, Sarah, we went to you last last mm-hmm. time. Let's go to you next. So typically I am a fan of Scooby and Shaggy together, but this movie between the cat shit where it's like Scooby just did not let them do their shit. Like if he just kept cool and like ignored the cats, then he didn't have to get kicked out. He didn't have to get yelled at. He would have like not pissed Simona's uh, off as much. Like he was really all in on cats. And there's, and, and in addition to that, um, there is nothing that I hate more in this world 
um, as a food stealer. Like you have your leftovers and you're so excited to eat them the next day. And the next thing you know, your fiance eats your food and you're like, wait a minute. I was excited to eat these leftovers. And that's what Scooby does all the freaking time. It's like, leave Shaggy's food alone, Scooby. Like Shaggy does everything for you. And you continuously steal his food. And that really annoyed me. Not, so not only Scooby-Doo, where are you? Scooby-Doo, who are you right now? <laughs> yeah. How dare you? How dare you do this? Um, yeah. I just like, I just felt like Scooby in this particular movie was really dragging them down. And I expect more from Scooby, you know? Yeah. No, you make some great points. You make a lot of great points. Yeah. Um, and so much so that Jess, I'm going to save you for last. Cause I, okay. I am going to, I was actually being like, I think I want to make Scooby my LVP. And before I even <laughs> got through that, I was like, wait, I just made him my MVP. I mean, look, this is, this is your guys' show. You can do, make the rules. Let me, let me take a quick moment with Kate. Kate, do you think that's allowed to bring them both the MVP or LVP? Or do you think we need to have some order in this chaotic mess? I kind of think it's. I kind of think it should be allowed. I feel like I feel like it shouldn't be allowed, but since we can make our own rules, I kind of feel like we should allow Here, that. How about this? How about we say, if anyone has specific feedback about this, I will leave it at Shaggy right now because that was my backup. And that's why I said, had in mind when before Sarah- He's your LVP? Yeah, Shaggy has oh. my LVP right now. But if the audience is okay with it, I will make Scooby both my MVP and my LVP for I this podcast. It- next week when we reconvene we can make our own rules so i i kind of think it's valid i'm kind of in support of this yeah i I think i'm gonna stick with shaggy because that's what i had in mind when i made my mvp but audience sound off and audience also know that you can also submit your own mvps and lvps for each movie uh you don't need to be silent uh the audience again once again does not have any feedback for us (laughs) um but anyways Besides that, Shaggy gets my first WP point in a while. Uh, haven't given it to him in a hot minute, but Jess, how about you? So I was not here for the Shaggy Scooby antics. I thought like they're bringing everybody else down. They're constantly just eating. And not only that, they're eating like spicy foods without milk. So they're just constantly like gulping, guzzling down water. Like bitch, be prepared if you're going to eat a spicy pepper. Get a glass of milk on standby. Get some cheese help yourself out and they don't oh, do does cheese work too or is it i thought it was just it's milk. like dairy it's like okay, yogurt sour cream milk cheese all of those types of things oh, they're I like people just put it. sour cream on tacos because they're good <laughs> no it's just well it's that, that too but it also just like brings the spice down right so yeah. yeah pro tip if you ever have something that's like too spicy add some sour cream add some like plain yogurt but yeah, these bitches, like, we're not prepared. And it's not even just, like, they did it, like, one time. It was, like, constantly the entire movie. And here's the thing. I put the burden on the human because Scooby is a dog. So I can't blame him when he chases after cats because that's what dogs do. I blame Shaggy for not bringing a goddamn leash. How hard is it? Six-foot leash. Usually that is, like, like protocol. That is the I law. Jess, I don't think you can say that. I don't think you can say put Scooby on a leash. Yes, you can. He's a dog. Girl, I don't think you can say that. <laughs> this is this, this <laughs> show is called Scooby-Doo. 
Yes, put that bitch on a leash if he's going to chase after cats. And so, like, Shaggy drove me absolutely insane the entire movie with not helping. Just, like, he's so high that all he could do is just munch, 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 munch all freaking movie <laughs> and it's like meanwhile Velma's out here trying to got, solve a goddamn mystery and make a coin I hope that Shaggy and Scooby get like a lot less than their share of whatever money they make off of this venture because they certainly spend all their money on food they eat everybody out of house and home so that's my only is Shaggy because they did save it. the day at the end that is the one yes, thing but like does not redeem the like <laughs> no. two other days of nonsense and the how many things they broke in the porch that's Thank like Jackson you. Mickey trying to say that he had a substance abuse uh, issues going on in the big brother house to excuse his racism yeah so Mm. here's the thing like shaggy is responsible for scooby and therefore shaggy gets the lvp from me see not feeling vindicated before we move on (laughs) um, it's so easy to slay (laughs) literally have you not played among us with me (laughs) it's that my first instinct usually is right so i need to start listening to myself more but um i will say can we talk about velma and her supercomputer and the mystery machine i forgot to mention that earlier but she like looks it up in the database mm. it's like wow that's some fancy stuff she's fucking smart man um do we have anything else to say on this topic uh besides the listeners can get their uh thoughts in i think i said everything i need to say about these people <laughs> okay i mean Sounds fred good. might have not done anything but at least he got the gang back together. Yeah. And he yeah. at you least did not derail the mission with the cast. Exactly. Yeah. That's why he I didn't give him that point. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. We'll and- have time to talk about Fred later in different episodes. But this one, he was fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and if he wants to get with girls that's not Daphne, fine. Because until Daphne says she's ready for a commitment, then he can do whatever he wants. So let's do some scores now. So how we do this is uh, up to five Scooby snacks per point. We established last week that the lowest you can go is 0.25 because Kate wanted to do that. She wanted to give it a zero, but I'm like, you can't give an Uber driver zero rating stars. You can only give them up. You can give them one, right? You can give them zero. So we can do decimals? Yeah, uh, we do 0. 0.25, 0. 0.5, 0. 0.75. Got it. That, okay. Yeah. Um, it's 0.25. Yes. It. So if either of the guests have theirs ready, you can go or Kate, because I'm still trying to finalize my score on the air. And this is overall what I thought of the movie? Yes. Okay. I would say that this is a 4.75 for me. I mean, I don't want to say it's a perfect five because, um, I mean, you have to have room to grow i suppose but you know this is the first of this series it's the one of the most iconic the one of the most memorable has great music has a great story and it holds up and it's interesting it held everybody's attention the entire time so i would say that this is a 4.75 it's really really strong um, and then if I were to follow along with you guys and, and I say that this one's the best, it could be a perfect five. I just don't okay. want to say that yet. Yeah. That's usually my biggest hesitation when ranking things. Um, and then as we mentioned, I had to backtrack for a few episodes ago and I was like, this is a 4.25. This is so good. Cause we were in the doldrums of Scooby-Doo at that point. <laughs> and then I was like, wait, can I actually move this down to like a three, 3.5 area? Yeah. Um, no, but I'm going to stand strong with my 4.75 Scooby Snacks. Yes. Jess, do you have yes. a take? Uh, I would give it a 4.25. 
I liked the setting, like the location. I thought they did a great job with like the new being in New Orleans and having the food and the culture of New Orleans. I really enjoyed that. Um, I liked how there were a lot of powerful women. Uh, I thought the storyline was good. I thought it wasn't necessarily predictable beyond like I was able to spot like, oh, this person's probably a bad guy. But I feel like that's probably the case in a lot of these Scooby-Doo movies. Um, Obviously, I already talked about how like Shaggy and Scooby drove me like slightly up a wall. But I think that's just kind of like their general, you know, chicanery. Um, And we talked about the score, how great that was, how to take points off for like the plantation and the racism of it all. That's just something that's not going to hold up. And it's not necessary. I mean, it's, it was made in the nineties. Sarah and I talk about this all the time on our podcast. Like some stuff just does not hold up from the nineties. Um, but I stand Velma, I stand Bo overall. I thought it was an excellent movie. Yeah. You make a lot of great points. Um, and that's something that is important to keep in mind that I think you've discussed this on the community podcast as well, that there, if there's something problematic, they should like make note of it, but then they shouldn't like censor this stuff completely because it right. was made, it was out there. Yeah. And, put a card up, you know, yeah, mm-hmm. like that. That would be simple enough. Um, and for that reason, Kate, do you have your score ready or should I go? I'm just having a hard time with my score because I, I'm also trying to look at my past scores and like I feel like I messed up on previous ones. So I'm just having a hard time with figuring out what I should score this one. Yeah. Okay. So you think on that for a little bit more. I think I'm going to go with Jess. I'm going to put this at a 4.25 with room to employ. I think I might just give it a 4.5. Actually, I'm going to change my mind because I think (laughs) when people talk about this movie, they talk about it very highly. And that might just be nostalgia. That might be because it's a great movie. Um, And I'm curious to see where like the Scooby-Doo that I'm not familiar with is, but I feel like there are still higher highs to come compared to this, but this is like top-notch Scooby-Doo. As a kid, this did scare me. So that's why I took... 0.25 0.25 off <laughs> and then uh the the racism and the plantation and the confederacy stuff that was another 0.25 off but overall i enjoyed it it had me laugh a lot and we can always revisit these scores and update them along the way yeah, uh you might have to do that yeah we might be flaky <laughs> it's okay your rules you're allowed to break them thank you my biggest issue is that my highest rated movie is Scooby-Doo in the Ghoul School, and that is at a 3.25. And the score that popped in my head for this movie was a 4.25, but I just really feel like this is well over one point. Yeah, seeing that I gave the Ghoul School a four, I kind of want to change everything on my list right now. But Yeah, I'm kind of tempted to change that one, and I want to change the Nutcracker Scoob. Yeah, no, I want to change that one too. Do we yeah. want to do it? Yeah, I think we should. Okay, I I'm. Like, yeah. It had a good run as the top spot, but Ghoul School is being knocked down. I'm giving it a three point five now, um, and then I'm giving Nutcracker Scoop like a three. Maybe that's still too high, but that's what I'm doing. Kate, you changed the color. Oh. <laughs> I didn't change the color. Sorry. Okay, so Kate's new scores for Nutcracker Scoop. Jess and Sarah are witnessing history here. Uh, 2.75 for Kate's new score. I gave it a three for the Nutcracker Scoop. And then Kate's new score for Ghoul School was 2.5. Wow, you went down hard. And then I went down to 3.5. Yeah. Wow. Should I go 2.25? No, matches is enough to give me that 0.5. That 0.25. I love matches so much. 
Um, I'm going to say 4.25 for this. Movie. Okay. So the average is a 4.4375, which is now our highest rated movie in Arabian Nights, still with a 0.75 is our lowest rated movie. Um, but yeah, so that's about it for our Scooby-Doo content. Does anyone have any final thoughts on Zombie Island before we go to some miscellaneous topics that I want to hit before we wrap up? Sorry, this is a long podcast <laughs> recording <laughs> session. Okay, quickly. I want to talk about some goofy movie. Um, oh. <laughs> your podcast. I listen You're to You're adding it. us. No, mm-hmm. I listen. When Jessica said Bugaboo Creek, that entered some repressed memories in my head. That <laughs> I went to Bugaboo Creek. There was one like down the street. Mm-hmm. And that made sense. And then also, whoever said, I don't remember if it was you, Sarah, or Karen, whoever said they didn't like Rainforest Cafe, I felt attacked. Um, okay. That was Sarah. It's like, it's just loud. And Fair. it was good then. But now it's just not good. And I feel like it was only exciting if you got to sit underneath the rain area where it was the night sky and then it rained and it had the rain sounds. Like that was the best. I feel like every area did the, at least the one that I used to go to in the Okay, so maybe there's like the night night sky. Mm -hmm. So there's a specific area. It's just like Rainforest Cafe is great when you're a kid. But like- you as an adult you don't go on a double date to the rainforest oh no cafe. not at all no but that you want some place where you can actually like hear the person you're like yeah. sitting with like i that's i love red robin's food but like i have a big problem with kind of just like the or what is it the um what's the word it starts with a, a. no not ambiance ambiance well not the ambiance it's just like acoustics the acoustics uh, are yes. horrible like everything is so loud in there mm-hmm. it's it, and if you want to have like a nice not like necessarily even romantic but just like have a conversation with the person sitting across from you it can be distracting that's fair no uh, i definitely think it's fun to go with kids rainforest mm-hmm. cafe and i loved it as a kid so i've, I've never gone i don't going to rainforest cafe for a date is a choice that is um, yeah, I know it wasn't mine. Unless but... you're in Animal Kingdom, that's the, but Animal Kingdom has other better restaurants. I, like I think it's different. It's different. No, we... Kate would want to go to a horror restaurant like in Kimmy Schmidt. Oh, Jekyll and musical. Hyde. Did you guys ever go to Jekyll and Hyde? Where's that? Mm-mm. Well, I don't know if it's there anymore, but there used to be two in the city, and it was a horror-themed restaurant, and it was kind of is that like the one from Green... Kimmy Schmidt? There might have, it might have been in Kimmy Schmidt, but yeah, it was like a horror themed restaurant. It had like monsters on the walls and like people, like actors, ghouls, and then like the um the bathroom was behind like a fake wall of books. It was it was a lot of fun. Yeah, there's I don't this, know if they exist anymore. I don't know either. I looked it up, but it looked fancy. There's this bar in Los Angeles that I only got to go to once, and I invited Kate, but I think Kate stayed home to watch Love Is Blind with Ben. Um, my roommate Kate. Kate used to come and watch movies and TV with us all the time. I I lived with Felipe and Ben. Basically, Basically. you just you just lived two floors above with Aaron. Um, I literally would wake up in the morning, come down after I got dressed, and Ben would take me to work, and then he would pick me up from work, and then I would like. Did I even? Jump we had class like, I would sometimes, and class. then you would just come, and Candela would also come sometimes. We would drink and watch tv we watch this, love is blind yeah um this is why college days were the best days yes no you said that you want to re- recreate it and Always. i la was a time but anyways there's this bar in la that each floor is a different um it's a different theme so there's like mm-hmm. the the 
tiki bar at the top floor and then the fourth floor is the gothic bar that i think kate i wanted to Ooh, take kate to. that sounds fun that's cool yeah um but anyways uh last things on the goofy movie uh the animatronics the lester the what is it the lemur lester the possum yeah Poster, yeah that was definitely country bear jamboree thank you for karen for pointing that out mm-hmm. i wrote that down before um and then you had some music rankings that i disagreed with and i just want to state mine Me? on the record okay eye to eye is number one uh-huh. stand out is number two uh-huh um number three is after today number four is on the open road whoa on the open road is way low it goes I, I hard mean, but i love on the i open don't know road. about that i mean on the on uh on the open road is like such like such it's a like such so, a happy it's like the, yeah it's theatrical like yeah. that's why i like it yeah. i've had it in my head all day today <laughs> so i'm just going off the music i haven't rewatched it, the movie in a minute so maybe the scenes might add to it but i mm. no but like it stay it sticks in your head forever like they it all doesn't do to go me, away though. yeah they all do and then number five is the one that they sing on the river that i don't even name the name on oh um yeah but you forget about oh, the luster no Oh, I didn't even count that one, the Lester ones. <laughs> I know, yeah. I keep trying yeah. to input They're the Lester horrible. one and nobody else does. No, I'm like, but trash. what about the Lester one? Yeah, nope. Um, You didn't talk about how Clarabelle Cow is Goofy's girlfriend in some properties on the Disney I stuff. don't even know what that, who's a, who's Clarabelle the Cow? Clarabelle the Cow, because you were talking about cows and animals, anthropomorphic animals. Mm-hmm. I was like, didn't Goofy date Clarabelle Cow? I'm actually going to Google this right now because I don't want to be Maybe, wrong. But- I'm, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know as much about like Disney stuff, especially not like Mickey stuff. I was not yeah. like a huge. Uh, yeah, they definitely did it. So I don't think Max is his her child, but I don't know. Uh-uh. Uh, <laughs> no, um, that'd be weird. We we stand Roxanne, and then also there was a community reference that I wanted to make. Mm. Um, and then Tevin Campbell, just period Tevin Campbell. Um, so yeah, that's about it that I had. Uh, any obviously shit ninety shows. Do you want to plug your Twitter handle and your what you're doing over there this week yeah so um we as we mentioned before we drop um dawson's creek episodes on monday and boy meets world episodes on thursdays we just did the goofy movie podcast and we have a couple of things planned for february for bonus content as well um we're doing some rom-coms for february um because you know you got to get into the love spirit um and then we would love you to come over to shit 90 shows taught me we have a lot of fun you can follow us um on shit 90s pod on twitter and instagram and um me you can find me at sarah ferguson but less interesting uh than shit 90s pod on twitter and instagram just some great reaction tweets Oh. <laughs> yeah sometimes i really go off yeah <laughs> uh yeah you can find me at the just sterling on twitter um and yeah you can find me on shit 90 shows taught me every week multiple times a week you can also find me on community building which is part of post show recaps um which will be in the main feed in a couple of weeks actually next week i think so nice. uh if you are into community we are doing a full blown recap podcast and that starts soon so get in while it's hot get in early yes jess is a pro at bullying people into starting podcasts yes i really um, am yes i'm a knack for it i guess did you do that with sarah i i don't think i know the backstory no will, you'll no, tell me offline or yeah, yeah i'll tell you the origin story yeah i didn't i didn't bully her though so that's that's that that is on the record that i did okay. not <laughs> yes um 
but yeah so in terms of kate where can people follow you on social media um you can follow me my twitter is tears you apart with an s tears you apart um instagram is kaz k-a-z dot z and okay k-a-z dot z for the canadians <laughs> oh and my linkedin you can always link in me <laughs> we stand the professional queen um, <laughs> in terms of me uh you can listen to more brazilian dragon stuff we have this is our 37th episode i believe Ooh. so woo woo and then i just started a new podcasting adventure with navi and will not jess's husband will a different will uh, but he's welcome to come on the podcast anytime. I don't know that he watched. It's Phineas and Ferb, right? Yes. It's with the show. I've, I've never seen it. When, when was that on? It was like 2007 to okay. 12. Like you were, I think it was you a little bit on the it. older side yeah. for it. I was 16, I think, when it was on. Yeah, so. but we're doing a Phineas and Ferb rewatch podcast called What You Doing? And we're doing episode two tomorrow. Um, so send us any feedback. Follow us on What You Doing Pod. On social, in terms of Brazilian Dragon social media, Brazil Dragon Pod at gmail.com and at Brazil Dragon Pod on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. I'm also there, but I haven't made anything. Um, is the shit 90s on the TikTok yet or no? Oh my gosh, no, not yet. We are way too old for that shit. <laughs> I wasn't even allowed to be on TikTok, according to Jess, until I yell like her. recently. Yeah. <laughs> no you're not allowed to be on brick talk that's my no. that, that's what we get in trouble for yes. brick talk's a good place it's a good place kate likes frog talk oh i haven't frog been TikTok. there um and then if you're a patron of rob has a podcast or you're thinking about becoming a patron wait until february 1st because that's when you get the most bang for your buck but i will be appearing on a patron only episode talking with rob himself about survivor one world next saturday so feel free to join that i need to rewatch. um yeah and follow these lovely guests of ours shit 90 show community building on their social medias and anything else anyone no this was so much fun thank you so much for having us yes this was wonderful Yes, I'm so sorry. It took like two and a half hours of your time, but this was oh, so no, much this fun. Oh no, this was a blast. This was a blast. Yes. And you guys, open invitation. If there's anything that you want to cover that's 90s, you're more than welcome. Um, yes. Or, I mean. <laughs> do y'all do Full House ever? Oh, I was going to ask, <laughs> can I do the Disney World episode of Full House? Oh, that yeah. was an iconic. Maybe we'll do a whole podcast just on that one single episode of Full yeah. House. Yeah, that was I. I remember that I had such a crush, a crush on Jesse. My God. <laughs> yes, no, I have a friend Wes who said that his gay awakening was Uncle Jesse. <laughs> Not surprising. He's so I. I still remember all the words to that song that Jesse and the Rippers sings. Uh, what is it? Uh, that no. Clearly, she doesn't know the words. <laughs> I can't. No, I know. I'm just trying to remember the name of it. I can't. I don't want to sing it, but I can't remember the name of it. But yeah, yeah. so but, good. No, that's something that I would want to do. And yeah, uh, definitely in March because I know forever. you have a stacked that's forever. It. You have a stacked <laughs> February. So definitely tune into all that content. And do we have a hashtag for people? I don't know if people still hashtag things in 2021, but. Mm, um, F-boyfriend. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> um, what, what if we do like Daphne's, Daphne boss? No, Velma. Who is the boss B? Velma. Oh, Velma. Both of them. Or, both of them. Scooby-Doo Boss Bees. 
I don't know. Okay. That's that's not a good hashtag. Someone come Listen, up with I don't know how to do hashtags. We don't do hashtags. <laughs> we asked, she asked me that the first episode of Shit Night She just taught me, and I was like, yeah, we're not doing that, that anymore. Yeah, quickly. We're too old for that. <laughs> we, we're we allowed to say that now. Like, no, but I'm no, but like Daphne and Velma are the boss bees, so Scooby yes. boss bees. Scooby Sounds good. boss bee. Yeah. Uh, bees. Okay. Anyways, have a great day, everyone, or evening, wherever you're listening to, and we'll talk to you in the next episode of the podcast for... Scooby-Doo and the Witch's Ghost next week. Bye. You hear the beating of your heart. You know the scream is gonna start. Here comes the really scary part. Cause it's terror time again. They've got you running through the night. It's terror time again. Oh, you just... All the trees begin to moan And the monsters grunt and groan Rotting faces full of slime Don't you know it's terror time? And it's terror time again They've got you running through the night Yes, it's terror time again Oh, you just might die of fright It's a terrifying time Trail